This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. A lot to talk about this week. Um, just ready for the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, re- not WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm sorry. WrestleMania Backlash is coming this weekend, correct? <laughs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> I thought it was like the 16th, right? I could have sworn it was like the 16th. Um, uh, I'm not, we're not, yeah, not going to talk about it right now, but I'm just saying, we, like, we, we are not. Yeah, yeah. I just wow. mentioned it, like, it's you know, great moments in one nation radio history. <laughs> Rich Ladder has no idea pay per views coming. I mean, why would you? The last one was called WrestleMania. They're calling this one WrestleMania too. The words of Brock Lesnar. I don't watch the show, James. Right, <laughs> right. Like this shit has turned into like. How how Rossi just throws uh, Cinderella on every fucking thing. Throw WrestleMania on anything. Hopefully it'll sell. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. anyway, they, they trying to extend this SEO. That's all they trying to do. You know, for a couple more months because they know this shit always gets dry right after WrestleMania. This shit got dry in record time. Um. Anyway, where are we gonna start? I, I'm assuming we're gonna start at Blood and Guts. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, we 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 know what they're here for. Um. Yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, AEW so, um, Blood and Guts, Dana Circle versus Jericho. Oh man, there's a lot. There's a lot with this. Like, where? What are your general thoughts on it before we go? It, uh, go. I guess you know, granular on it. What What were your general thoughts on the first watch for you? I loved it. Um, I thought the um, like the tone was right. I thought Sammy Guevara was uh, absolute fireball. The whole time, I actually had a passionate discussion with Josh about Sammy Guevara's performance uh, in the in the opening part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the presentation. The, the the Pinnacle came out there wearing all white. Uh, the Inner Circle all came out in jumpsuits. You know, essentially prison garb. Uh, <laughs> I love the aesthetic of, of the cages, and um, I thought they had a really good match. Like there was just like uh, I, I liked it more than any war games that NXT has done recently. Uh, it just felt like, you know, this war that was happening. And uh, I think they got it right with the blood and, you know, they're really fighting each other and it didn't need to be the cleanest match and any, anything like that. Um, 
I did not. I even like the finish. I like Sammy having to make a choice to, to save uh, Jericho. Then like everything kind of got got lost in the big bump after uh, the match. But uh, I know a lot of people didn't like the commercials. The commercials didn't bother me because damn near every match on TV has them. So <laughs> um, it's just like, you know, you, there are ways around it. You can watch it, you know, in different ways. But, um, you know, didn't bother me because I knew what it was. Uh, the only thing I would have, I would have probably chopped about five minutes off the match maybe. But I, I went four and a quarter on it. And I thought that um, – I thought Sammy had a great performance. I thought – Every like the the crowd was going absolutely insane for pretty much everyone. Everyone looked great in the match, um, except probably Jericho, but because <laughs> um, he didn't really do much. But uh, yeah, that that that's it for me. And then you know the post match is like its own thing, and I thought that was like it just like yo, how can the cameras like just undo all this good stuff that happened, like. It was bullshit. Like <laughs> seeing it, it was like it was like what the fuck is this, man? Like, like, like I liked uh, Sammy having to make the choice to save Jericho because it's like, and I even liked the he was a fuck it, we'll throw him off because it's like, well, why would you trust MJF? And you know, it sets up Sammy as the Avenger and all that, but you know, if he's gonna bump on this, you know, this pillow and all that, like just. Just shoot it differently, like shoot it wider and more at a diagonal angle. Um, like you have to show the bump at, at some point. But I, I think, you know, there. I know people wanted to get really hyperbolic about it. I'm like, Rikishi fell in the back of a truck and some hay. So, like, come on, man. There's shit like there's like uh, like there's soft falls all throughout. But, yeah, they should have thought about this more. <laughs> Okay, um, I watched this match initially, and I was at, I was literally at three and three quarters, thinking, like, I'm probably tripping, I'm probably, when I watch this on TV, I'm gonna bump this thing up, because there are just key parts in the match that, without, like, when it's in picture in picture, you can't see, you can't make out, and you don't know what's going on, right? Like, when Warlow comes to the ring, when, um, I'm sorry, when, uh, the, when they get out of the cage via uh, Tully, like there's just key things that just didn't make sense to me while or whatever, and I'm losing track of it. And then, um, so I ended up watching this like, well, like a half hour, forty minutes ago, and rewatching it, it didn't get better. It got a lot worse. Um, like. The way, you know, we've seen all these war game type matches or whatever else. Um, and, like, you know what it is. Like, the heels get the advantage. The babyface start hot. Two man advantage. Com- the man advantage comes in. They're fighting for their lives. And then the babyface eat the odds going back and forth. And they did that to a perfection. Up until the point where it was time for Wardlow to come in. Like, this thing was this thing was simmering on four and a half to start off, off, off the rip. And then once it was t- once they went into the first commercial break and Warlow came in, it was like they forgot what the fuck they were doing. Like they cut they cut off the babyface before Warlow came in. Warlow's just standing around doing next to nothing uh, for a good amount of time. And then you and then by the time you get back to commercial break, you're like, okay, now's now Hager's in and let's see what's up. And 
I was expecting more out of their altercation. Like, it wasn't like it was bad, but it was like, oh, they're just having a standard match as opposed to, like, some hoss battle that you, you're expecting. Like, you're expecting, you know, Godzilla versus Kong in this bitch, but it, it was just back and forth. Um, it was just cool. Uh, and then, by the time Jericho gets in, and also, when it, when it was time for MJF to get in, they cut, they cut off the everybody... They cut off all their faces before MJF got in too, and then MJF gets in and he's like standing around doing nothing, almost. Um, and then Jericho gets in, and then Jericho does fucking nothing. And then like the last, fi- and I, I looked at it, like when Jericho gets in, there's 15 minutes left of match. Outside of the coast to coast from Sammy, I, I it was just mid to me watching. But like I'm like, how did they start off smoking hot? This looks like an all time match. And then I'm as I'm watching, like, by the time Jericho gets in, like. He he's choking uh Sean Spears through the, the, the big bars in the cage, even though like you can if you can fit three heads through the thing that he's supposed to be getting choked and squeezed through, whatever. Um there, there's also this part where like they're missing when people produce weapons, even though like Sean Spears shows up with the fucking <laughs> uh chair, <laughs> but like all of a sudden like speed balls need to be produced. Uh, nice sticks need to be produced out of thin air. Um, I'm trying to think who else had a weapon that came out of nowhere. MGF on the top of the cage has to produce the, the ring when it's a fucking weapons match and people have already got their heads cracked open with a steel chair. I I, I was like, what? Why? And then, you know, like Jericho does absolutely fucking nothing in this match. MJF does next to nothing too. And then they end up on, the, on top of the cage and they tease the the finish where Jericho has him in the walls of Jericho. MGF gets out by low blowing him, and then he's a put on the ring that he produced out of nowhere. Even though it's a it's a fucking you can kill someone match. Um, punch Dex Jericho. Jericho finally blades gets him over the edge. Says I'm gonna throw him off. Y'all don't quit. We haven't seen anybody that was down uh, inside the ring still fighting or doing anything. But like they basically like for the longest amount of time, most people just laid out. Um, there was a spot where there was a time where like everybody finally got in and then like they start tearing up the ring. Spears start taking off the top turn buckle. Um, uh, bald and, and hair start ripping up the, the, uh, the mat. Uh, so they can end up getting, uh, uh, spike power bombed on, um, on the wood. Why they did that? I don't know. I, <laughs> That <laughs> came out of nowhere. conditioning. Just something. Uh, just I didn't something like to do. that ripping, ripping, ripping up the ring part. It was just something to do, I guess. Um, yeah. So, uh, or taking the cage <clears> part. <throat> well, at least they had a part where, like, or at least you know, they started spiking each other, and that's how they cut. That's how they got MJF the blade, right? Like, so that that actually had a reason for it to be done. But like, despite power, like, I oh, I don't know why. You, I don't I don't know why. Um, so by the time you get the part where. Uh, MJF is going to push him off. Sammy's outside the ring. I don't know if he would stop fighting or whatever else, but they're them and also Santana Ortiz are on the stage saying like, "We give up. We surrender. We surrender. Don't throw him." And MJF throws him. Like even you know, you've seen enough wrestling. You know, like once he teases it, you know you have to fucking do it. So it's like he's going to get the win. He's going to throw him off. So all right, let's see what this crash is looking like. The crash is at the top. Like the crash is bad. There's no way around it. There's no way to excuse it. Um, I don't know how you dress it up and still do that same crash with them same camera shots to make it look better. Like, 
it but it does definitely hurt to where like they have like on the padding that he broke through like the the diamond plate itself like almost like it still steps like he just bro- like mm-hmm. n- them ain't still steps my guy not even close <laughs> not even close <laughs> but uh, like that's the part I was laughing like why would you put diamond plated on this you're about to crack nobody he broke through metal we're supposed to believe he broke through metal it, so yes. whatever he uh, fell through the stage. <laughs> It's like, went to hell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they should have shot that one, and then rewatch it back. Right. I've only watched it twice. Rewatch it back. It's almost as if they sh- they cut to the wide shot that they meant to shoot it from the the, the wide shot that you see on, that you saw on um on Twitter or whatever else of is like how how it doesn't look that exposed as exposed. Yeah. They cut to that camera early, so it's almost as if they cut to it too early to where they couldn't get to get back to it in time and they were just stuck with what they got and what they got sucked um Mm -hmm. regardless of and quite frankly given the amount of things they missed in this match with the kid with the uh production crew and miscommunication from what was going to happen when or whatever else this match has to have been better if this was shot at a wide angle or whatever like it it just it, it was too good at the beginning for just a completely trail off and also the crowd it starts out at a 10 like the last 15 minutes of the match except for sammy hitting the, the coast to coast drops to like a six like I, I didn't think it ever got bad but it was like yo why is this second half of this match not nearly as good as the first half i and the fall and the fall of the thing just like is the i guess the uh the not crystallizing moment but like is like the just like the takeaway I guess the exclamation point on like, yeah, if you don't like this match, you're always going to have that to fall back on. But like, even before this, like if it had fell off for some reason, like the last 15 minutes of the match, once Jericho got in, like, and I don't, and like rewatching it at first, like, bro, like we've talked about what, you know, Jericho being in and out or whatever. I was like, he might fully have a fork in his back in the ring. He just might, because like, this is a match where all you got to do is brawl and he's huffing and puffing in this match. And he had like two minutes in, like, and I don't, and it didn't feel like it was like the Christian sale job where like he's pretending to be old and just holding on for dear life to rest. He was just he was in control in his matches, huffing and puffing, sweating orange ju- orange liquid. It was it was it was a very it was like one of the worst performances from Jericho maybe I've ever seen maybe quite possibly like I I felt bad for MJF. I felt bad for MJF. I felt bad for Sammy. I felt bad for everybody that was in that ring except for uh, except for Jericho pretty much. Like the, the way yeah. they ended, like that. Spears looked great. I, I think Spears looked great. I thought um, STR was going in there to. They had one objective, and that was to bleed as much as possible because you know they was trying to cosplay. One thing, two things I didn't like. Uh, we already mentioned it with the women pulling up the floorboards or, or exposing the boards for no fucking reason. Bald in the, in the first in the first five minutes, he hits a spine buster with like two minutes in the match, and it goes for a cover, expecting us. To believe that his wannabe yes. brain buster ass doesn't know the rules to, to war games. Get the fuck out of here. Correct. So Correct. aside, so like, uh, but they they busted their ass. Hair when he got in, when he got in there, he the you will believe that you you believe as m- them being around each other and them being together. The way that he ran he ran and made the save for ball when he's getting his ass whooped when he got into that cage for the first time. You, that was almost like it was a shoot. That's how that's how serious that man was coming <laughs> in the ring. You ain't finna whoop. You get off my brother, motherfucker! Like it was one of those. It was real. So like, 
I appreciate it. Evan, I appreciate Autumn Blaine. It was funny in the second watch. You could clearly tell when Bald took out the put took the blade from out of his tape in his wrist to go gig once uh, Sammy went to go throw him into the cage. You can see it, but that was that's on the first on the second watch. So that's that's kind of unfair. But yeah, man, like very good match. I I I I struggled to go to great on it because it was just so nothing, it was so mid in, in, in the second half of once you're okay. And, it, and it's disappointing because, like, they basically set the whole match up for them to climb up that fucking cage and do that, and it was just, it was like, wow, MGF. I would have I stayed in the cage. Same, personally. same, same. Like, same. Like, it was, it, and that, I think that's also a problem. Like, war games matches in, in general have goofy finishes if you go through. That's true. Lots of them, like that's true. Especially when it comes to the surrender stuff, and then yeah. uh, dudes because getting like they don't know how to turning on their teams. Yeah, yeah, turning yeah. on their teams, and you just can't pin somebody. Right. And but I, I think overall, like obviously, it was a uh, it was a success commercially. Like they yeah, <laughs> they drew <laughs> quite a bit uh, with this. I, I one thing I will say is like the met I like. Everybody has their preferences. I would. I don't mind MJF winning. I don't mind Pinnacle winning. In fact, if you book all the philosophy that the person that needs to that needs to win the most should win more times than not, then they did the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you consider like even Pinnacle's though on way up, a, even though this was a blow blow off type of match, you could easily go and just do uh, FTR versus Santana Ortiz right the fuck now. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like their match was smoked, uh, this match, but whatever. Um, yeah, like I, you know, Sammy versus MJF is going to be, is going to smoke war games too, in my opinion. Like that's, that's kind of, that's kind of thing. So you have these matches where like inner circle can eventually get their win on the back end. But the most important thing is for, uh, pinnacle to win this first match. It's the first big match and inner circle is already yeah. established. So, you know, if I had my if I if I had my choice of it, I may have done something different. But like they technically did the right thing anyway. So who am I? Who am I to say? Like oh, aside from you know the the bad production for and the camera work for the fucking finish. <laughs> but what? But you get my point. <laughs> yeah, they, they really uh, made a made a big attempt to put over MJF as hard like hard as possible, like letting you know like he's, he's a here. Brick. Whether whether you want whether you want to recognize it or not, yeah. like. He doesn't need to be the champion right now, but he's gonna have it one day, and this gonna and motherfuckers gonna have to get used to like him being here. So, <laughs> um, you know, but besides that, um, I think you know they're gonna do it again one day. I, I know Cody can't wait to do one of these. Oh God. eventually. <laughs> Um, let's you know this man decided to bleed himself on the show since he wasn't in the blood and guts match. Okay, I haven't um, really watched that match. Was that a hard way or not? Because remember, like we give we we give, I don't I, know. I just me, looked up and he was bleeding. Same here. I was like, what the fuck happened? Right. And also, here's the thing: me and you have given Cody shit when it actually was a hard way, like that, at, like that match against Jericho at Full Gear. He actually got caught yeah. on the ramp with with real with the real uh, diamond plate. The real, the real diamonds. The real diamond plate actually got his ass so, that time. So you saying that the, the diamonds for Jericho was cloudy? They were chipped up. <laughs> <laughs> Your diamonds <laughs> fake. Them foggy ass, <laughs> foggy ass diamond plate metal still yet. <laughs> 
The man fell through some fucking place mask. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, good. So, <laughs> so, so. Uh, also I, on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. Jared, the, or Kenny the, and uh, Orange and, and Pac. Yeah, so uh, it looks like Kenny's next pay-per-view opponent was kind of hinted at. And they're mm-hmm. kind of strongly leaning towards one way. They're going to be setting up a match next week with Orange Cassidy and Pac. Winner gets Kenny at double or nothing. <clears throat> Kenny's been involved with, uh, excuse me, uh, running from Moxley and Kingston and generally acting like a bitch kind of while around those guys uh, to put over their badassery or whatever when he's just as tough as, as them. Um, well, he's evil, <clears throat> so. Yeah, you know. I, um, they uh, pulled this out, and uh, both these guys have not lost in a long time. Cat, Orange Cassidy beat Pentagon a couple weeks ago. Um Kenny comes out and does like this interview. Um, very long, <laughs> not the best Kenny Omega interview I've ever seen. Some of it was funny. Uh, not cause I was wearing the belts. Um, and they basically, uh, Kenny runs him down, calls him essentially a meme wrestler and says the only thing that, you know, you're really over for some shit I made popular. And then he points at his aviators, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, and he runs him down, like pretty much buries him and, yep tells him like hey you know we might as well just go ahead and sign this shit for pack right now you know get get it over with quit playing yep so next week orange cassidy versus pack um if, if there's anything in wrestling that shows are typically typically how it goes and how AEW is like prone to exposing their feuds sometimes it's like you already know where it's going before they do the angle <laughs> sometimes um and it looks like it's gonna be kenny and orange cassidy so we'll see but yeah. On pay-per-view, uh, it, not on TV, on pay-per-view. <clears throat> I don't have an issue with Orange Cassidy getting a title shot. Like, that sounds like the perfect spot to put him for a TV title match. Pay-per-view makes me wonder, like, what is main eventing? Because that is not a main event for one of the, for the four biggest shows in AEW um, in a year. It's not. Um, maybe it's, you know... Maybe they're going to do Young Bucks versus or versus um Moxley and, and Kingston because that would definitely be something that would main, that should main event over Orange Cassidy uh, versus Kenny Omega or, or Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Um, like TV match definitely pay per view. I you know I don't know. I'm 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 not buying it as he's one of the four best contenders for the year in in, in AEW. I just don't. No, not no disrespect to him, but like. He's number one. He's number one, but he's not hot right now. Like he's colder than than I, in my opinion, he's colder than Hangman would be, and less credible because of the gimmick. Like who? What's his best win in the last or since Jericho? Pentagon a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, with all the run-ins and shit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Adam Page beat Ward Low. Yeah, well, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. In the, in the tournament. Oh yeah, that's um, right. That's right. That's right. I think this is the babyface version of MJF versus Moxley. So, like, while we're we're elevating a heel that might necessarily not be there to put him at main event status, and if you look at Orange Cassidy, he sells tons of merch. He 
does he has a great crowd uh, reaction when he came out they went nuts yeah. um for him so like yeah put him, I in ain't never, ma- look. Put, put him in title matches make him in it hell make him the tnt champion i don't care don't i wouldn't do the aw world championship though unless something unless something like is genuinely done to his status quo that ch- makes him uh that makes him different outside of that as, as is right now not yet I'm not saying never, just not yet, unless something changes. Yeah, I, I hope it happens because I want to see um, Jim Cornette have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the match would be great because we know Orange Cassidy comes to comes to wrestle when it's time, and you know if it's a regular rules match, I'm not gonna bet against Kenny Omega. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I don't care which way they go, and the other option is Pack. So, um. well, the thing is, like, if it has to, it has to be Orange Cassidy. The way that uh, Omega buried him, like they tip, like you were talking earlier, like they tip their hand, like. But the thing is, like, I, I guess their idea is we want to make you want the thing that we're doing. So that's how they're doing. It. It's like you feel bad for Orange Cassidy that that the, that the mean world champion was 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 rude to him. Like it's like okay, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> Like he tried to blow a motherfucker up. It just didn't, it just the fucking thing was a done. They had to cover for it. Like, oh, he's mean to Orange Cassidy. He tried to blow John Mossy to, up to death. <laughs> he tried to McVay this man. Um, so I yeah, like whatever. I don't. <laughs> sure, sure. Like what a come down. He goes from he's gonna detonate him in in uh uh Eddie Kingston to he's mean to, <laughs> he's mean to Orange Cassidy. <laughs> He took his glasses. <laughs> okay, whatever, dude. Whatever. Yeah, uh, I will say if they were going to go this direction with uh, either Orange Cassidy or Pack, they probably should have like did it earlier. Got that going? Yeah, got that going a little earlier and stop like using Kenny to build up, you know, the Young Bucks tag title match with them and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I'm not particularly like thrilled with his presentation uh especially if you compare it to impact where they treat him like god's gift of wrestling and he's not running from nobody like um yeah um you gotta admit you know in impact like the person that's helping book it is like a mark for him like it's a little different like the other one just he's just employed in aw the other one thinks he actually is god's gift of wrestling Well, I mean, better than I mean, Hack and Schmidt. It's like t- hey, I've never t- seen Hack and Schmidt. TK's I don't know. Fa- look, look, TK's favorite wrestler is Kenny. That that that's what he says. But look, you know, you you almost wouldn't know it sometimes. I mean, he's a heel. Like he, they're doing that in the traditional way. It was like, look, man, in a normal fight, John Moxley drops him on his fucking head and beats him. Every time Kenny Omega has beaten him, has been through fuckery, which is like that's that's. That's how it goes. The top baby face should be above the top heel as far as kayfabe in a, sh- in a kayfabe match with no interference. So I'm fine with that. Like, I think that them transitioning after doing it for weeks and weeks and weeks and teasing all these other matches that, like, Kenny never got to, like, I find that to be un- rather annoying. Like, there was the pack match. Then there's going to be pack fighting Archer to get to Omega that we, I, we haven't got that I remember. Um... Then there was a te- you know, there's been a tease of Eddie Kings, but every time Eddie Kings gets close to him, they f- they break his his leg, and he comes back in like two weeks, <laughs> a broken leg every single time. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a mess. Like um, uh, I'm trying to think, what was his last title defense? 
His last title defense was John Moxley. He he didn't fight like uh Sidell or something. A, that wasn't for the belt. That was like a uh if Sidell wins, he gets a shot. Ah, okay. 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 Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I would have liked them to have found a, way, a better way to transition over to some to to the pay per view, but like this seems like they just like we ain't got nothing for you, Kenny. We know you're the world champion in our in our multi million dollar fucking uh, promotion, but like we ain't got nothing for you for the four for one of the four biggest shows of the year. Good luck. I mean, I mean, I've, maybe I'm downplaying Orange Cass because obviously he's he's one of the most popular people in the company. But just for me, it's like, nah, man, that's somebody. You, that's not somebody. That's somebody you have in a headline position, not a main event position. Um, like aside from a rare occasion, but whatever. Um, I think that like this show is going to be double or nothing, right? It's going to be the first show back with complete full crowd in AEW. Yeah, and I think that that's what they're banking on um, for not only this match, like to where it's like, yeah, we don't like the being back itself is going to be the quote unquote draw to it or whatever. So you think like and, they're 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 gonna they're I don't think it's this I don't think it's as bad as like say what pay per view was it was it double or nothing last year where like yeah. the, the bill was weak and the show was just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I don't. I don't no, think. I, I still think they have time too here, but yeah, yeah um, I don't think. I don't think they're in that kind of situation. I feel like they're 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 in better uh, a better position right now than that. But like the way you, but once you said it, like they're relying on the crowd, it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't be doing this because like the last pay per view wasn't wasn't exactly fire either. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah. Like they got to answer would, some questions. Yeah, like, I, wonder, I, I, I think there's a. There's a couple of matches they may be holding off, like a Ricky Starks and Christian. They may be putting it, putting together. You think I'd that makes pay per view? Stay. I think it does. They're not gonna ha- not have Christian on a pay per view. Um, you don't think they're gonna get to like a cage match instead for pay per view? Nah, I, I I don't have any hint of towards that. But um, I'd like to see Sammy and MJF uh, yep, on here. the show for sure. Um, but we'll we'll see how it all plays out. But um, over the weekend, uh, a debate broke out on Twitter that I usually do not engage in, and I got sucked in because someone replied to me when I was talking to someone else. Um, so David Dennis had tweeted something about uh, the Usos because Jimmy had came back from his injury. Looks like uh, Friday he's like, he said something about the Usos should be getting all the flowers that y'all giving the Young Bucks. And... Uh, if you know anything about Twitter, there are certain debates uh, that one. I don't think anything productive happens. <laughs> James, yeah. do, you, do you have any any ones like those? Oh yeah, sure. Um, you have LeBron versus Jordan, LeBron versus Kobe, Kobe versus Jordan. Like, nah, those are not productive in any way, shapes, or form. Oh, um. Is Anthony Davis the most skilled big man you've ever seen? Even though the answer is yes, people will be like, what about KG, Duncan, Robinson, Hakeem, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yo, that's cool, bro. Do they have 25-foot range and a handle out? Like, it's, 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 
is not productive. It's like we're not saying somebody's the best player or better in their era or whatever else. It just turns into these things of what you identify as right or wrong and then you go hard for it. Like and don't get me wrong, like I have my own opinions on this stuff too, but like most of the stuff goes into just Putting somebody down to prop the other one up. Oh, Car- another one that's another example. Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B. That's another one I fucking loathe. Mm. Um, it's just like, yo, like we are now at a point where we have two like huge stars that are women at the same time in the rap game. Why are you picking one, you dumb motherfuckers? I mean, you've heard me say this for for a few years now. Like, what is wrong <laughs> with you? Um, so yeah, like it, it, yeah, it's 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 it gets rather annoying. Like in the Usos and um. The, not the new damn sorry uh the usos in uh the young bucks i like i like both of them and like i don't know why you have to denigrate the other one to prop the other one up just say like i like one more than this one like without saying like well their moves are fake and they do this in third it's like yeah bro but like you know like most of the Usos' best matches are them doing, like, a lot of the shit that you claim that the Young Bucks do in their matches that are bullshit. Like, the super kicks going fucking out of, out of control and dives uh, to the floor and into the ring. So, and splashes from Deer Falls. So, what are we talking about? Yeah, I I think, like, um, like I had mentioned um, in private, of course, I, I actually had <laughs> broke out a new argument I had never thought of uh, for the Bucks' favor on Twitter that kind of ended it uh, and got no response. But um, <clears throat> I had never looked at the Usos' cage match until Friday or whatever, oh, yeah. or Saturday, whenever this was going on. Never mm-hmm. once because I was like, hey, never really that interested in it. I knew they didn't have, like, the matches. Because they to- couldn't, because they're in fucking WWE by what a... <laughs> Like, that's the thing is like what the people that are like, saying this are people that are like WWE apologies like look bro in an open in an open like the, the argument for the Usos being better than the Young Bucks is specifically this if the Young Bucks were to come to WWE for a number of years and be booked by Vince McMahon who doesn't give a flying fuck about pro about tag team pro wrestling and also doesn't give a fuck about the Young Bucks ideas and tell them go out there and, and fit your round ass or fit your square ass to this round uh peg you're yes the Usos would it would be I think like it would be a real discussion to have after they get a couple years in their belt and you look at what they've done or what in those two years compared to what the Usos have done but that's not the case. They're on the outside. This is like when we talk about like Joshi wrestlers compared to uh, being uh, women wrestlers in WWE. It's like they're. Like, we, I've been talking about it like the last couple weeks. The stuff they're letting Saray do so far is like fucking mind blowing me because like they never let people like hit people hard in the women's division um, outside of NXT. Like when, if she ever goes to the main roster, she will be nerfed to, to the fucking oblivion. They will not let her just pound or, or hit people with forearms to the chest like that. Hell no. You saying or, or she hit, won't or, be. She won't be clocking Dana Brooke uh, no. with, with, with the foot. Like no, nor, nor will she be side-toeing her right on top of her head either. So, like, that's my point. When we get to it, it's like, WWE is restrictor, plate, is restrictor plate wrestling. Everybody else is going over, I think it was restrictor plate, like in the 180s or 200s, I can't remember. Anybody that's going over that is like, hey, man, like, that's cool that you're doing it, and I appreciate you for moving the game forward, and the words Kobe Bryant, because I know that's one of your favorite lines, right? But... Everybody else in WWE, they're only allowed to go 200 miles an hour. Y'all know that. Y'all have the context. Stop being stupid. So, like, for me, like, for me, I, I think even with that, like, if we were to put the Usos and say, hey, get out of WWE, go do your thing, they would have their best matches with the Young Bucks. 
Man, and what would that tell you? Because exactly. the young bucks have their best matches with everybody. Like right. when it comes to and, like right. influence, like time as a team, being top stars in every promotion they've right. ever been in, moving the like the like I had said, yo, like it's by design that the the Usos can't make the same impact, but like they haven't made the impact, so you have to factor that right. in. Like their own storyline right. was they couldn't get booked on WrestleMania until three years right. ago. Right. Like, like, yeah, don't like, do this. Don't, like, don't, talk, <laughs> don't talk to me about what, like, when we talk about when it comes to drafting prospects, whatever else, like, like people talk about, like, what can this, what the potential or whatever else, like, yeah, sure, but, like, we don't fucking know that. So, like, the conversation is, like, you have to just, you have to just treat it like, like, the Usos are playing 90s basketball, the Young Bucks are playing, like, the last five years of NBA basketball. If you want to say it's unfair, it is. Don't make this stupid fucking comparison. You're making me want to pull my. Well, I don't have any hair anymore. You may you my point. Like you're, this, you're driving me up a wall arguing about some shit you cannot prove one way or the other for sure. Like I believe that the, Jim, Jimmy and Jay are, are more charismatic, better promos than both of the Young Bucks. Nick is the best work out of all four of them. The most spectacular work out of all four of them. Right? Like. It's fine. Like they have their strengths, they have their weaknesses. Like, but you know, one's in jail, one's out of jail. What are we? What are we talking about here? Yeah, you bust way too many four star matches, way too many countries that they've demonstrated their drawing power. Right. Like they respect around the industry. Like I've, you know, I've talked to Swerve about this. Swerve like speaks very highly of the Young Bucks. It's, um, you know, they don't get hurt. Um, and like they never had bad matches, like, and you like, bro, their cage match list is just like it is filthy, like, it, it is disgusting. Like, it, like, it goes, it's going they, like 75 deep of like they, four star matches, dude. Think about it outside of the t- outside of the teams that are like in parts of Mexico. Well, they even wrestle most of the teams that end up uh, uh, getting to Mexico in PWG and other spot in the Indies. So, so let's say this. Yeah. Was, there is no tag team in the last like five years that the Young Bucks have really been able to not get a hold of that's not that's not signed to a WWE contract or signed to like or, or works in like all Japan or Noah, right? In that about the list? Pretty much. Right. So it's like I mean may, I mean maybe you know, that was like, I was gonna say maybe like uh some of the people in like Progress or Red Pro, but like that's that just basically like WWE signed them all up too. So it's like, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. So like, look at what the, look at what they've had to work with, and look what the, the Usos had to work with. They've had the New Day and the New Day. <laughs> like, and, and it's funny that you bring up the New Day because I believe that's the better argument. Like that's you know, if you're a Usos person, like the argument is like more compelling against the New Day because you can talk about the promo ability and it's, it's being worked it's under more, the same set of rules. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like I, I think, I think the, people, yeah. I think people that's, that's really going hard for the Usos want, want to be seen in the, in that light with the Bucks. Like they want them to be seen in that light, but like, that's not like, but I mean, that, that's also a thing, right? Like you also had that part, you know, like four or five, six years ago where like the new or, where um, you had the Young Bucks, whichever was the hottest team in WWE at the time, they would shoot these promos back and forth to try to try to you know start some shit. That's how you end up getting fast forward FTR and their match. Like they did it with the New Day, they yep. did it with the Usos. <laughs> like so, yeah, 
I mean, I, I don't remember. Maybe I imagine they probably would have tried to do the shit with DIY or whatever else too, or um, American Alpha. So it's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like you, you can you could do it theoretically, and like I'm, I just laid it out for what it what it could be. Theory. I think it's a lot closer than like just what the mat what it looks like on paper. But on paper, it's like. It's not even a point of having a discussion. Like one team's in jail, one's out, and one has basically done everything they can to have as good as many as prolific of a fucking career as possible. Like you're arguing like Jerry Rice versus a motherfucker that's in like the wishbone. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, the funniest thing that um when we were going through it is something that, that Josh kind of brought to my attention. So the Young Bucks' team rating on cage match is eight point nine two. Now, James. We've talked on this show several times about uh, someone like B Priestley, for example, who's got that cage match curve or whatever. Um, So the Young Bucks are the 55th ranked team on cage match. I know that sounds impossible, right? But keep in mind, they have teams that only were there for a short time period together. Um, They have different, um, you know, people like. Uh, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, they were together for a while. They have uh, Kings of Wrestling, lots of stuff like that. But but the top 55 people, the amount, the Young Bucks have 438 votes on that. No one else has more than 230 or 296. Or no, there's a 313, a 296, a 237, and a 283. And it drops off for like other there the Got bucks it. have like double the amount of votes in there so like just when you add in that amount of votes mm-hmm. the fact that they are still in 8.92 shows they're probably underrated on there <laughs> well yeah like well, i mean I, look i mean because there's like zeros and and, and if, a bunch of like bullshit votes in there that you got to throw out if i had to go for my if i had to go for best tag teams i've ever seen in my life right like how many teams would I have that are actual tag teams and not some fucking mega A situation that I have to go through before I actually get Locked to the Young Bucks? The Young Bucks, like the actual real team, they gotta be in the top five that I've ever seen. So it's like you think about it on those terms, and then you throw in the fact that like you can look and go to cage match, you can see what you know, you see the number of ten volts, nine volts, eight volts, and yada yada all the way down. Once you vote, I think it's two points below the standard deviation. Then you got to start typing in the reason why you feel a certain way, or or, or even above. You got to why you think this, you know, why you, to explain yourself why you're voting so high or so low be, below the average, right? And I guarantee you, when you dig into looking at Young Bucks, um, and you see it start seeing like the, the fours and fives reel off and the sixes reel off, you're going to see a lot of bad faith uh, criticism on it, and, it's, and it makes you be like, oh, okay, you're. We, we, okay, we know we know what's going on here. Like, if you think the Young Bucks aren't a good tag team, I don't know what to say to you because they've had they've done so much fucking wrestling in different ways in different in every style imaginable for tag team wrestling that you cannot say that they that they're not good at literally every style. It's just they might do us they might do a style that you do not like more times than not, or they do not like the style of tag team wrestling that you like as much. And look. To be quite honest with you, the Young Bucks are not my particular uh, brand of wrestling most nights, but they have given me a lot of matches. I'm like, yo, that's fucking awesome. But like, nah, they that's they don't do the style that I like, but that's fine. It doesn't mean they're not fucking great. There's a lot of people that do shit that I don't like. Um, Cody, for example. 
doesn't mean he's not a good wrestler. I think the Usos, um, like they had, like if you start talking about their best matches, you're probably talking about the Hell in a Cell. You're talking about them in uh, Rowan and Harper. Maybe you're talking about yep. uh, the SummerSlam match where they got left off and they threatened to hurt the show after that if they yep. were ever lo- left off again. Um, yep. But they're, they're working with different opportunities there. Absolutely. And I think the Usos, like for, for people to even go this hard for the Usos is a testament to how good those guys are. Like And how underpushed they've been. And, and, and also like the fact that like, we remember 2017, like, you had that SmackDown sign, you had that Raw sign. That Raw sign had Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and Cesaro and Sheamus to, on one side, and the other side is is the New Day and the Usos, and that to prop up that, uh, to see who was the best tag division. Like, that in itself is an achievement to show you how fucking good the Usos or are the New Day or were at that time, that were like, they made tag team wrestling matter in WWE just for the first time in shit the, the 90s the new age outlaws and shit and, and the hardys and, and uh you know uh the dudleys like that's a that was a big accomplishment for them yeah um so like you you will rarely see me really talk about this on twitter but i i clearly like am a young bucks like person here yeah. always have loved the Usos. I consider the Usos the greatest WWE tag team uh, yeah. of all time. You start me, it's either them or about how long, yeah, you start talking about how long they've been together and you know what they've accomplished and in uh, their progression as yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, they came and out as they doing... came out just white meat baby faces with with colorful face paint on, and they got shitted on because the New Day came out as you know being funny and witty and all that stuff, and then they changed. They showed up. They showed up as basically like the fucking thug section, and it was Bruh, and it and felt they, real they, as they started when cutting it happened. Them promos. They started cutting them promos and confusing everybody like they was doing these battle rap promos yes. and all that. The rap so... battle with Wale. That's one of the greatest segments in WWE yep. history. <clears throat> Don DeMarco, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like the like when I start talking about the Bucks, like I like there's a great it's article on um, by Case Low. Um, it came out right before Dynamite, right, and it was like, are we sure the Bucks aren't the greatest tag team ever? And then think about everything that's happened since AEW's gone yeah. air. It's it's another it's a historical level, like it's um, they're, 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 first ballot Hall of Famer of the Observer type yeah, shit. Yeah, like they're they're like, definitely in our lifetime. I mean, unless I miss somebody, like. I for apology, but like they seem to be easily the most prolific tag team of our lifetime. Yeah, like too deep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to move on um, from there. And, and if you guys got any, you know, questions or anything about you know what we think and all that, and we should consider. You know, let us know. Holler us in the Discord. We'll, maybe we can chop this um this portion up and and put it out. And get get a little <laughs> little, little traffic hole yeah. here, but you know, if you um, ask me so, what my favorite tag team is though, it's probably like Golden Lovers or fucking or Golden uh, <laughs> or Golden Aces. So it's like whatever. Like the only teams that are better than Young Bucks are like teams where it's like. Oh yeah, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame level wrestler and Hall of Fame level wrestler make a super team. Like, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, my homeboy Swerve, so he uh, he had his big match this week with uh, Leon Ruff. Yes, man. Fall count anywhere. Um, creative as hell. Yes. Um, I told him the only thing I wish he could change about the match was the not finish? getting the pin, pin in the uh, ring. Okay, that's what I told him. Uh, but. Uh, I was like, yo, it was like they were doing a wrestling match just in different places around the building, mm-hmm. but it was like still a wrestling match the whole time. Uh, you get the debut of, of his unit at the end. Um, I'm going to break some news here. I don't know if they've been named anywhere else, 
but um, actually, no, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> so the I, I know the, the the name of the group, but uh, you're gonna you're tune gonna want to think. Tune in, yeah. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna want to tune in. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure it'll be. I, I, I believe the name actually hit the um, the the copyright uh, news. Uh, mm. today but uh it, you know by the time you guys hear this you know whatever you may not uh have seen it but you'll think of 90s rap uh w- mm. w- with the name but yeah but tune in on uh, tuesday to hear it or whatever build entry yeah, yeah. so uh in his in his unit is gonna be him uh he's got aj francis a big defensive tackle <laughs> which <laughs> i <laughs> when we get off air i'll tell you exactly how he can enhance uh the gimmick uh, based on the name, um, what is well, it, what, does, what he it, looks does it involve like. how he looks in his hair in his hairstyle? So, Suge Knight, yes, okay, yes. yeah, figure, yep. figure. So, get that man, get that man a big red. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you want this man looking like Suge Knight slash Charles Barkley in the draft? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, uh, Brianna Brandy is also in that. This is like her debut, uh, so. She does music as well. So does uh, AJ Francis. Um, she's from Atlanta, the, right? I'm not sure where she's from. Okay. Yeah, I, so, I, I saw her at the Jacksonville All Women's House show that they did um, at, in like December 2019. So, yeah, uh, she's all right. Obviously, you know, it's been a long time. Like, that was like seven years ago, but yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Shanti Adonis is the last guy. I assume he'll be uh, getting some pins, uh, you know, done to him. So, uh, we'll see, but um, yeah, I kind of like um, I kind of like the unit. Like Swerve has, I think, infinite credibility amongst like the audience, and yeah. um, basically, I think they're going to use his credibility to kind of um, introduce these other three people that mm-hmm. don't have that that are, that are kind of factory made. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of like <laughs> that's the old NXT if you think about right. it. <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm excited to see where they go i think like i i've had conversations like you know pitching storylines but i i don't see any reason why someone like a finn balor can't be getting jumped immediately by these dudes and sending him out to promotion at this point wait oh it's time to go back to the main roster oh we got a way to send you out (laughs) do we know know if he's ever going back i think i think he's just staying because, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm just wildly okay. speculating. Gotcha. Because like they um last week they shot this angle where like they're basically setting the table for like the people like what what people the landscape what the title picture the p- title picture landscape looks like like cross you know waiting for um O'Reilly O'Reilly comes out Balor uh, comes out Dunn comes out Dunn already called out Cross like a week or two ago um you already know O'Reilly wants a piece like. You know, and Adam Cole said he wants a piece across too. Like so, you know, like that's kind of like that that division. So all roads lead through y'all having to go through. You know that all of that to climb the mountain to get to Cross, where Cross will probably throw your ass back down. Um, so, um, yeah, like I, I do like the idea of him having his own faction. Um, I think it, it shows that they have a lot of um trust in him after like all the the fucking. Long ass road and uphill battle it took for him to even get to where he is now because like he was he was dope from day one like this before I even fucking knew him when I was like yo Swerve out here just had some three and three quarter star match with somebody that only went like ten minutes like come on like where where is it why why do why do dudes in NXT aside from like maybe like one guy a year like have to go through this road of having to wait a year before they got to get pushed to the mid card like you know Bronson Reed finally getting up here um. 
Swerve, uh, Kushida's finally getting his run. Like this, and like this is what finally these guys now getting their run is like what has made NXT so much better this year, as opposed to relying on the reliables. Like it's cool to have them, but like it is cool to see like it being basically Swerve show for one episode and Legato's ep- show for one episode and MSK show for one episode. And you know my point, like new face got a freshness of supposed to being like undisputed Gargano, Ciampa, Finn Balor to the end of time. Like I love them, but like they've already had their, sto- they've already told most of their stories. Now is their turn to like get involved and like, you know, you see um, Johnny with the way and Candice with the way as well with like grooming, uh, Indy in in um, theory, you know, you know, how I felt about theory. We we talked about it like shouldn't be grooming, but what? <laughs> good point. <laughs> he was grooming too with that thirteen year old. Um, but you you see that like you see that you see um, Legato getting to run, and it's like you see them now like focusing on trying to get new people in. Like you know, they took an EO off TV after taking that one TV loss, and now like they're. Focusing on like Saray and Zoe Stark and getting Tony Storm up to speed, um, like they're 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 trying to get people up to speed, which like forever it felt like they just would refuse to do it, hand over the keys, and now like they're taking EO and and, and uh, Cole and <clears throat> and Finn Balor off TV for now, so it's cool. Um, less I would like less Loomis still, but even that's at a minimum. Um, so yeah, like. I, 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 I'm welcome new faction. They're also having a new faction coming out with um I think they're called the Diamond Mine. It looks like a bunch of just it looks like a bunch of shooters. Mm. It looks like an MMA uh group coming in. Um, so you saying um there's a lot of factions coming. Yeah, kind of. Hmm. I wonder if there will be considered too many. No, nah, probably not. Because you know they broke up undisputed, so so now nah, it's fine. They got they only yeah. had one, they don't, like they only had two facts between Imperium and Undisputed Era. Or now, like with the way well, they had Legato Phantasma too. Yeah, they got Legato. They got the way. They got Dynamite coming up. They got this one. Like they got four. You know, man. T- look, to be would... fair, four is a lot less than like seventy, but <laughs> but still, you know. I get your point. How many uh, factions in AEW? We'll for real? see. Let's count. We'll let, see. Can we count the factions in AEW? I think we can. Okay, uh, I'll start with the Super Elite, of course. That's what they call um, themselves. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, Super Elite. So that's Death uh, Triangle, you know, Nightmare yep, Family. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Team what, Taz. Team Taz. What is uh? What is the shit? QT's called the Factory, right? Yep, the Factory. Dark. Uh. uh the, Dark Order. Dark. Well, I almost called them Dark Circle. Uh, inner circle, uh, inner circle, pinnacle, pinnacle. That's um, eight. Uh, the wingman. That's Peter Avalon's unit. Has that shit ever been on dynamite? Yes. Okay, fine. Nine. I was trying to cut him some slack. Uh, let's see what else we got. Lucha. I'm oh, sorry. Um, uh, not Lucha Express. Uh. Oh my god. Dinosaur Jurassic Express. Dinosaur, Jurassic Express. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Express. That's um, 10. Best friends, uh Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, and Statlander. Yep, yep, that's eleven. That's eleven. Uh god damn. Um, <laughs> so let's, see, let's see. I am pulling up and this is all off what top is, of the head. What is the shit um, that um what is the shit that uh Butcher and Blade are in now? You know, they they've moved Oh, the Hardy the family family office. office. No, that's right. Yeah. Hardy 12. Hardy Family Office. That's twelve. Yep, that's twelve. Oh, um, man. let's see what else they got. 
I don't think Caster. Yeah, they claimed aren't with nobody. They're just tag nah, team. this is tag team. This is tag team. Uh, but that's twelve compared that, to four. That, that might be it. That that might be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Actually, it. no. Well, oh, there was SCU, but they kind of went their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're defunct right now, or they're just a tag team right now. Um, yeah, so I think we're at twelve at least. Has any has any tag team ever called themselves the two man faction? This just to be funny. <laughs> two man power trip. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, That's about as close enough. as you Fair can enough. get. Fair enough. I mean shit is the two biggest stars in the company tied together, they may as well be a fucking faction. You ain't beating them. Look, the the nightmare factory has factions inside of factions. Like what they have the mean? gun club. Oh, they have the gun club inside God. of the nightmare family. Oh my god! <sighs> oh, disgusting! Then, you know, so they so, so they they really out here like cosmic angels was before they left stars, right? <laughs> so we're I mean, we're a got, faction inside a faction. You know, you got the elite inside the super elite. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like so we, so we'll, we'll settle around twelve. How like about we're that? We're a team juggle inside the stars. All right, how about y'all leave and see how that fucking go? Oh, you, you know, you know what's funny. I have yet to see somebody do the uh, like after after Jungle left Stars in 2018. I have yet to see anyone do like the Thanos. He's like, you couldn't live with your failure, and where did that bring you? Back to me. I've never seen a one where Mayu says that like you know they do you know because because Mayu could could have been petty and been like, oh oh you want back? Oh you're fashionless. You're oh I want you back. Come on, come come back, come back. You know you le- you left you left off you left the, the, the nest. You thought you could fly. You fucking fell and bumped your fucking head, but come back. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. But she, she didn't do that. Anyway. She's not petty like I am. Because I damn sure the hell held it over Jungle's head. So we got the questions later. Um, but of course, uh, you, you brought it up. So James, hit the music. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, Stardom got, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say lucky or they were just fortunate, um, given, you know, what happened to cancellations and certain prefixtures for shows, but they're able to do their golden week, um, shows only two got canceled the two weekend shows in Osaka. Cancel culture. <laughs> um, but they were still able to get most of their shows in. And then, you know, they had to, uh, because the, what would have been the second round of the Central Tournament got pushed back to this coming Friday. That's on deck. We'll preview that in a second. But, um, you know, they, they went through the week and got the three shows in. It wasn't like the produced shows from 2019 that I would have really enjoyed. But, like, they had a lot of fun still and they had some really uh, some really good matches. Um, so, the first match from the five, uh, May 2nd show uh, that we're going to talk about, the main event, it was the Goddess of Stardom title, or tag team titles. Shuri and Julia, and they have a team name, but I can't, but I don't remember it, and it's like, it'll be hard to remember, it'll take me a while, but like, the initials are either AKL or ALK, whatever, is Julia and, Sh- is Julia and Shuri versus Momonazumi. Um, I thought this was a great match, I I watched it twice, because like at the time when I watched it the first time, I was burnt out, but watching it again, you just like, I, the only thing I remember the first time watching is like, yo, I'm so tired, and like, Azumi's so fucking good, but I'm so tired right now. I rewatched it before I watched Blood and Guts, and 
Um, and I was like, yo, this Azumi's so fucking good. She's the best wrestler in the ring with an, in a ring that has like Shuri and Julia and Momo, and she's like clearly the best wrestler out of all four of them that night. Um, I, she's just so fucking good, and it's like she's eighteen. She so has the I am adult. She has the I am adult an adult haircut now. I tell you about the haircut. What do you think of the haircut? Without going too I, far, I, you I, know, we normally don't talk about this kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I like I said, I, she has an I that I am an adult now haircut. Okay, I thought she ended up on a Wheaties box, looking like Dorothy Hamill with that haircut. But whatever, we'll leave it alone. Um, yeah, I, you know, um, Mash- I saw Julia came out. She had the black leather jacket and the aviators, and strangely, I was uh, at home when I saw that for some odd reason. <laughs> so. Have you looked at the patches on her uh, on her ring gear? Yes. What do you think of the patches? Like, I don't remember what they said, but well, the, there's one on Pacific because it's on the back. And it, said, about a, it says about a police. Or it something? says Kentucky police. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, Julia's propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> is is, is, is yeah. Julia saying you know they're all they're 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 not all bad? Uh, you know, is, is Julia trying to tell us the bat and blue? No, nah, man. I think that what's like the, what's the deal with that? I I I think she got lost some point. Like she was going for this look that I thought was like a militaristic look, and you know with the shades, you know when you first see the look that she's working on, you're thinking like she looks like fucking police from Oz Academy. What the fuck is this? And then like you know the gear changes and you know she has like this this like fashionable looking like bulletproof vest top thing that's like that's a cut off or whatever and like i'm not going to go too far into that because i don't really care she has multiple ones that are different lengths or whatever so whatever but once she broke out these pants like lately i'm like is that a p is that a prisoner of war missing in action logo did she get these pants ordered from america and then i see kentucky police in the back i was like yo what like you gonna be coming out. Ju- Ju- gonna be coming out here with the thin blue line merch pretty oh, soon geez. on you boys. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I was like, wow. So this isn't like you know we talked about it for a while. We're talking about General Julia. Well, absolutely. I mean, are there generals in, in 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 the police squadron? I was unaware of that ranking. I thought I thought they topped that at captain. So I don't yeah, know. General is strictly the army. So we yeah. had to come up with something different. Yeah. Um. You know, whatever but you yeah. sure you stand for the anthem <laughs> wow <laughs> what I, i'm gonna I'm a youtube this when we're done like the japanese, the japanese national anthem i've never heard it i don't think but um yeah so that starts off and it is julie in the ring with azumi and uh then it turned then like actually no it starts off with julia and momo they're going back and forth wrestling back and forth they're building a feud and I think, like, if they do the um, the Oda City show at the end of the month on pay-per-view, where they have, you know, Shuri in a singles match for the Red Belt against Utami, I think they're going to do, like, a special singles match with Momo and Julia, where Julia will drop Momo on her head, probably, but who knows. Um, but yeah, like that seems like they're building towards that in case, just in, you know, just in case, like, they don't know what they're going to do with filling out that card, but... Um, they start out wrestling, um, together and then Azumi gets in after some tag, uh, double teaming and she's just incredible. Just, just 
excellent Chris work, like working over uh, Julia's arms and just excellent holes. Like she's out here looking like Shuri or Konami or somebody. And um, it, it was just, it was just so good. Like it's, it's hard to explain how good it was, but like um, Shuri gets in, cuts her off, and she's working underneath forever. Julia gets back, or Momo gets in a little bit, and then like the basic closing stretch is just Mo- Azumi just basically emptying the gun on Julia, and Julia just will not, either keeps getting saved or whatever. Um, and by the end, um, Shuri is able to stop Momo, and, and they end up double teaming um, Azumi, and Shuri ends up taking her head off with a buzzsaw kick, and then Julia hits her with it. I think it was a fish. I think it was a package fisherman buster. Um, it gets the win, but Azumi's just like, she's so fucking good. Like, she's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and it's like, I think she turns 19 in October. It's like fucking wild. Like, <laughs> fuck you, this good. And like, not even utilized to be like at the top of a card to showcase it. Just like, we'll put you in the openers, and we'll put you, you know, in tag matches, but like, yeah, like, you're one of the five six best wrestlers in this company but you're 18 so like you gotta wait six years just cause or not six years but like three four years just cause like it's fucking wild how good she is it's just wild it's gonna be a proud day when Azumi is uh, the red belt champion <laughs> tears <laughs> tears <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking wreck <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking wreck when that happens oh my god like, I've been waiting for this for half a decade <laughs> it's been <laughs> oh man yeah so um yeah so i'm trying to think what was the next match i had uh, i ended up sending you i don't even remember oh uh, so, it was it was the queen's cousin versus uh don Mondo the next night right or the next show yeah. right yeah. yeah um four on four yeah 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 uh queen's cousin versus don Mondo. this is like the the four on four edition this is like i think their third one um momo Utami, Azumi, and Talsaya versus uh, Julia, Nasupoi, Micah, and Hameka. Um, that was, I've watched this match. It was a long time ago I watched it, but I remember really enjoying it. I didn't think it was nearly. I didn't think it was as good as um, the tag match, but I thought it was a great match. I think it's probably their second best, like four versus four Queens Cousin Domano match. But um, what do you think about it? Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, I had a little bit of trouble paying attention to it, but mm-hmm. I thought. Micah looked good in particular uh, when she came in. She was hitting her shoulder blocks and looking like quite a monster. Yeah. Um, and, They're putting over man. heavy. They're putting over heavy. They were in Fukuoka, yeah. her home um, region, so like they, you know, they were they were doing her that solid. So that was cool. Right. Yeah. Seeing Natsupoi rolling with them is just more hilarious. The yes. more um, uh, you see it, because it's like. She's you know, she's like the little sister hanging out with all the thugs. Like <laughs> in the rest of the group. Like so yeah, that's she's, that's pretty yeah. funny. She's it, she, she like she I, I, I don't know where exactly to put her because I, I I'm familiar with her, but not that familiar as far as the personality and temperament. But um, on Twitter, like her and Julia have have had a little run of late, like where they just have fun, just mocking people. Like, uh, you know, you have Julia fat shaming Momo, um, which is like so stupid, but whatever they're doing it. Um, and then like, to, I guess it was to build up to um their second show in Fukuoka, um. I think it was the next day after this show that we're watching this. 
like they had Julia and and Natsupoy together, and Natsupoy like mocks uh, uh, Mina's like you know entrance thing that she does, and mm-hmm. she's like you know making fun of the fact that she like she is curvaceous or whatever else and like does the thing and she's making like you know whatever which is something that Mina doesn't it's super exaggerated but like like this is what you do like not really but whatever so um the next show it was Mina versus Natsupoy they had a really good match um and at the end after Natsupoy won she told the ring announcer announce my name again and then she did the the, the, the Mina thing in front of Mina and then like did all the gyration stuff or whatever else and like it was like wow full on bullying like this, this, uh, this adorable little sprite of a woman is a bully. Th- thanks, Julia. This is, Julia's a bad fucking influence for everybody in Donald Mondo. Julia, you want to do what I'm doing? Okay, I'm a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match. I th- uh, at the end of it, though, Mike ended up. Dro- <laughs> I think yeah, Mike ended up dropping um, Tulsi with a Michinoku driver, right? Runner, dome. Uh, yes, ended up getting the win. So. Um, the next there the next show after that ended up being um, number one contenders match for the Julia and Shuri's tag team titles. It was a uh, fatal four way tag match. Um, all four mem- all members in the ring had someone in the ring. It wasn't like a two people in only two people leave. It was like it was four. It was a four way, and then you had your people out in the ring or outside. I thought this match moved. They threw in a ton of shit in like 13, 14 minutes. I, I, yeah, I really a lot of it. dives, a lot of dives, like back and forth on like dive, 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 dive. Yeah, a lot, a lot of shit going on. Um, nice pairings uh, here. There was a nice Mayu and Tam part that was almost like, yeah, I, I've been waiting for you to get your hands on me. And um, there was some stuff from Tall Sai I liked. Uh, your girl Nagi was in this match. She had an interesting day on Twitter today. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it. So, she was retweeting Tam cooking some meal, and then, like, in the Google Translator, it took what she said, and it, it, it produced in English the word nigger. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Um, and Kimo, no, I, did, produced, I did not see this. It, it produced nigger. Oh, nigger. Oh, okay. I thought yes. it produced hard R. My bad. Uh, so, yeah. I didn't see it, but of course you sent you saw it and immediately sent it to me. So yes. I'm like, wait, what? And then I, I started looking through because I'm like, N- no, no, am I gonna have to throw her away? Because <laughs> I'm throw her away in a heartbeat <laughs> if it's official to fuck shit. Because like, so I'm looking, I'm like, tastes like nigga. I'm like, hold on, what? Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Because you said the belts taste like. I'm like, what? what? Because, you know, Tam is cooking. It, you know, I think it's part of the, the thing of how much Tam loves being the fucking white belt champion. Like, you can't take her nowhere without that fucking belt at this point. Like, she got that... Look, she takes that white... You know, she has two belts. She has the trios belt. The the last belt she takes off is that white belt for matches. And the first... And the second the match ends, the first thing she grabs that fucking white belt. Almost every match I've seen. Like, she holding that thing tight, boy. Anyway, so Damn. she's cooking... She's cooking in the, uh, with, with the two belts on. And all of a sudden... The tweet translated to Unagi saying like the belt t- the belt tastes like nigga and I'm like wait what <laughs> so and you know you know now that we're now that we're to the bottom of it, like you know she looked at it and then freaked out and then like 
you know, responded to tweets saying like, no, nah, that's not what it says. It's, it's, it's like the Google translates fucking up. So then people got off her back, obviously, because, you know, Twitter, Google translates is just faulty. Right, he's supposed to give you a rough guesstimate, but sometimes this Bro, is bullshit. So this had me dying. I was, I dude, I had the one like, wait, what? And it started looking through, like, oh, am I gonna have to? Am I gonna have? Am I gonna have to like get her out of here, or not get her out of here, but like start ignoring her? So, um, this is a simple, stupid Google thing. But I think myself that that happened. Like in retrospect, was like, bro, they ain't even got no black belt. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, you got the light blue belt, you got the pink belt, you got the orange belt, you got the red belt, the white belt, the feature belt, the goddess belts, the SWA belt. They ain't got no black belt. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I was screaming when I when I saw that. So yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much uh catch. I guess you up to speed, but uh, I guess we're willing to preview the uh the. Cinderella uh, second round show that's on. Looks like some big matches. Yeah, like some big matches. Yeah, but it's Cinderella tournament, so you know how that goes. Yeah, you know what? What is it like? Ten minute time limit or? Um, it's ten minute time limit and over the top rope eliminations. Um, Gotcha. But once they get to because the semifinal and the final matches are going to be on the Oda City pay-per-view at the end of the month those matches will be 15 minutes so it'll be like Grand Prix matches um so we got um you, you want to go through the bracket yeah 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 uh I sent it to you that way so you can visualize it and understand because like it because they, they've changed so cause we talked about it a couple times and like because of cancellations and weird stuff like keeps it it's, keeps changing like one little piece every single time so it feels like every time I talk about it I have to fucking update you so um because I know if you sent me this shit for like another promotion I'd be like wait what? Why? Why does it keep changing unnecessarily? Like, there's no. Who is causing these changes? <laughs> right. So, um. All right. So COVID, bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um. This started as a twenty-person tournament. So what their plan was was to have the first round be ten, be you know, ten matches, and then they were going to have a special second round that was only going to be two matches where to cut down to having eight matches in the third round and then from there continue on like a regular tournament. So because of one of the, there's a cancellation for somebody that was going to be in one of these second round matches, Mayu got an automatic buy. So the right side of the bracket looks just like a simple um, elite eight. Whereas the mm-hmm. left side of the bracket, you still got to finish around to get to your elite eight. So, um, the match, the only match left for the second round to be completed is Shuri versus Utami. Um, we talked about it, I think, before. The uh, the winner of this match faces Unagi in the Elite Eight. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with this match because, like, it seems like the obvious thing would be they go to a time limit draw to, to hype up their match, and then like, oh, in two weeks you have your red belt match there. So I I, I don't know, like. They both get eliminated. Yeah, both go over the top rope without getting pinned. Yeah, that could happen too. Yeah. That could happen too. Like, yeah, I know y'all tired of time limit draws. Here's the over the top rope. <laughs> Here's the double over the top rope. That could that could happen. That could happen. They did that with Tommy and um Micah at Cinderella tournament last year when they blew up the last fourth of that bracket. They, remember didn't they, did they do that, that with? It was Mayu and Julia did that. No, they did. No, you're right. You're right. They did. 
Micah and Utami went to a tournament time trial. Then the very next match, the main event of the first round was Mayu and Hannah, and they both fell over the top rope. We're That's like, it. Yeah, we're Mayu like, it looked like yep. Hannah had gave uh, Mayu a damn uh, Pentagon package power driver off the top rope to yes. the floor. Damn, it killed her. Yeah, so, damn, we never got that match. That match would have been good. Anyway, um, fuck. So, uh... By the way, Hannah, um, her uh, memorial ma- uh, show is su- coming soon, like in the next couple weeks. Um, All right. And, and, and they they did announce recently, like there will be a crowd. It won't be you know cut. It won't be like crowdless because there were concerns about COVID, but it will have a crowd. Um, I wonder if um, I wonder who's like gonna work. There. If there, is there a card out? Um, I don't think there's a card yet. But guess who did announce she's coming out of retirement to, to do this show? Um, didn't say anything gotcha. else about any future things, but she is going to do this show. So I will, I'm sure it's on TV on Samurai or somewhere. So I'll get a copy and I'll check it out and, and I get it. I'll send it your way too. Um, so yeah, uh, as we said, the winner of, or, or whatever else ends up in the third and elite eight versus Unagi. I don't know, but, um, we'll see. But the second match, uh, on this side of the bracket in the elite eight is Micah versus Julia. Um, I don't remember them. I don't remember them ever having a singles match before. Like, normally, you know, most times with the DDM stuff versus each other, they're normally tagging together. They're normally a tag team, but, like, I think it's the first time it's ever been really them versus them in a real, in a match with any kind of stakes on it. So, that'd be interesting to see. Um, I believe it was Julia. No, I'm sorry. I believe it was Mike and Adam getting pinned uh, to lose the tag belts. I think it was to Shuri, not Julia, but we'll see. Um, and then the other half of the of the uh of the bracket is Starlight Kid versus Tall Saya. Um they had a match at the on the last night of last year's Grand Prix where Kamatani won. It was a very fun match. Um so in the career series uh Kamatani's up one oh on Kid and then uh the last match after Mayu got that bye is Mayu versus Hameka. They had a match in the Grand Prix last year, where Mayu won, um, I believe, yeah, so, uh, like, so, I don't know, man, like, it's a lot of matches, where it's like, yo, you could have put this on a bigger card, like, and had a real yeah, finish. Like, a lot of these are like, if they, like, <laughs> like, you could make a pay-per-view out of this, like, you could have. itself. Mayu uh, Hameka is a, is a match, it could have been a pay-per-view, it could have been a headlining uh-huh. match on a pay-per-view, Kid versus Kamatani could be an opener, um, Micah versus Julia could be a headlining match, um, the Unagi match could be a, could be a, a side questing type of thing on a pay per view if you want to pull somebody um, off of something big or whatever else. But yeah, you, you're right. Like these th- three, these four matches are matches that would be on pay per view somewhere or could have been. A so the person somewhere. that was running around uh, in that tag match with the shoulder blocks, I actually met Mecca, not Micah. Okay. I always like. Their names, like I flip them all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, man. I gotta think. Mecca the boots. Right, right, right. Another thing with it is like, so they're they have it when they were a tag team, they call themselves My Hime. Why See. didn't you just call yourself Himeka? Himeka and Micah. Himeka. That's a right there. That's the name. No, do it, yep. do it the hard way. Whatever, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know who's going to advance. Like, because I'm still thinking of like contingency plans for if certain certain people don't make it to the uh, to the final four. What are they going to be doing on 
um, on the pay-per-view. Um, so, like, that's that's kind of where I'm stuck. Like, I kind of feel like Micah and Emeka and Julia could all be doing something else. Um, well, especially, like, Micah and Emeka because they could be with Nassipoy taking on... Um, or challenging for the trios titles against uh, Cosmic Angels. Like I'm getting, I'm thinking all these different things that could come into play. So I, I'm not really good at predicting it. But if I were to predict this without anything of like future things or what or future stuff coming into play, I would just have Shuri just rip through everybody and win this damn thing, and then take on um, Utami somewhere down the line. But then you're like, all right, what is Utami going to do with the red belt like on this pay per view? So right. I, I think I think we're almost destined to get, you know. Some, Double elimination. Some, yep, yep, yeah. And then, like, I don't know what they're gonna do with Tam, but I mean, I, I, I would like to see if, if you know, if they're not gonna do anything with the Mike, with the Julia and the and the Momo thing, um, then like, yeah, you may as well just make it Mayu versus Julia in the final. Yeah, man. Unless you um, want to, unless you want to cool. get get this uh, this golden generation thing popped off. Have you heard about the golden generation? I believe I watched a post match promo. Uh, it was Micah saying she, or no, it was Mecca saying she's the ruler of the of the golden generation or something like that, right? Uh, it was Micah. Um, okay. Yeah. See? Fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember, Mecca is the giant. Yeah. And by because she's like she's five foot eight or some shit like that and yeah uh anyway so um yeah the golden uh, rossi uh i can't remember i don't know how long ago but he posted some tweet and put a picture of kamatani atal saya utami mike and Emeka, and it was you know there's only four slots for pictures and then i was and then threw in like uh i may have thrown in like saya la saya and said like this is the golden generation of stardom. Like we got these five really good wrestlers that are all relatively young. Obviously, we're not going to talk about how old, how about Mike is actually twenty six, but whatever. Never mind that. But like <laughs> we got this generation of wrestlers uh, for the next you know four or five years, whatever else are going to be like the people that come up or whatever else. Like they're the next generation after you get through Tam and Julia and Shuri and, and Mayu. Um, it's just quite interesting and like you know the golden generation. Um, like it didn't include Momo Watanabe, who was younger than Utami by a year. <laughs> like I was like, God damn! Like I know I, I didn't see it because I, you know, I, I was trying to catch up, so I didn't see like the discourse around it. But like I imagine people were fucking furious when they saw, no Momo again. Why do you hate Momo, bro? You know, like the torture she gets, like like she's like inherited all that shit from Jungle. Yes, like has. it is only because Jungle's not around right now. She tore her knee up. So now uh, Momo is like just this tortured artist. So so check this out, right? In that match that we just talked Look, about. had to lose the deceiving people. <laughs> so check this out. So we talked about how awesome Azumi was in that in that tag title match, right? Azumi's the one that lost, not Momo, right? Yeah. Um so in like was the Azumi coming not in the golden generation either. Apparently not. Like her and Starlight Kid, like that, they too young. Like they, they, you know, they're that's before them. They're they're way too, they're too, they're way too, they're way too uh far away. Like nah, they're for, they're the generation after the golden generation. They're, they're, that's they're, 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 they're the silver generation, some shit. I don't know the platinum generation, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
it, it was just funny. It's like, yeah, the generation is like three, like three years of time is what you're talking about is the generation. All right, yeah. fine. Fair enough. Like, I think we did the same thing in the new generation. Like, we were like, yeah, you know, 1990, what do we say, 1993 to 2000 or 1997? Yeah. Yeah, we gave five years. You know, started moving way fast in the normal wrestling. So, it's like, yeah, three years sounds good enough. Get you, you know, get you out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Momo thing is just funny, but I think that's pretty much all we got for stardom. Like, I mean, if you want to go with predictions, I, I, <coughs> just, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say Micah. I'm going to say Micah. You know what? I'm with you. They they didn't drop drop them tab belts for no reason. Yeah, like that that like after they lose them to those two, it's like you gotta give them something. God, you gotta give one like Micah or Hermeka should win based on the fact that you like that was a perfect spot for them. You fucked it up. So you better be like doing this for a reason. Like and if one of them win, you're like, okay, that fine. Fine. Um right. so yeah. I, I guess I'll go with Micah or Mecca as my two favorites to, to to win out the rest of this tournament. If but if if it was me and I was trying to sell out this show, I, I'd make sure uh, I would I would have put Julia in um in Mayu all the way through, but we'll see what they so, do. So um, <clears throat> we'll go to our questions now. Um, and our uh, folks saving us in the question department. MJ does uh, PR. He says, speculate wildly about Brian Danielson's future. Speculate so, wildly. Hmm. So it looks like Daniel Bryan's contract legitimately expired uh, after the Roman Reigns match, yeah. which is something that no one really knew um so that's kind of uh interesting uh to say the least and he's got very secretive plans uh right now so we'll see how this all goes but um i know where i want to see him question don't do it to yourself don't do it to yourself rich you said like two weeks ago, like shit got out the pot. I don't want to hear about it. And now that he's officially out, you already, you already, you already only got you. Don't fall for it, man. He going back to WWE. But uh, one thing I, I, uh, I want to ask is how come uh, WWE didn't leak that that man's contract run out? How they did uh, Dean Ambrose a couple of years ago? How come that didn't happen? I think it's because Moxley told him he's not resigning. Mm. Mm. Brian probably like they're probably still negotiating or I I think he's trying to get this this deal where he can wrestle uh in other places but like that's not going to fucking happen like you're going to do a La Mahestral on main of, on 205 live <laughs> to fucking Grand Metalik like that's that's what you're going to get to do you you get to wrestle a Mexican on, on 205 live or some shit like, you, nah, look, man. if you want to wrestle in Mexico we will look imagine Vince if you want to wrestle in Mexico we will start an NXT uh, Latin America like we was talking about you just gotta wait yeah. god damn it <laughs> yep oh you want to wrestle in Japan huh alright Oh my god! Got something for you. We're gonna send you and Hideki Suzuki over there to start up NXT Japan. Um, look, and while you over there, go go call, go find Kyrie. She over there somewhere, stuck, right. stuck in a in limbo. Oh man, oh, they really they wow. fucked her over, boy. They they really did. <laughs> if you're Tony Khan, do you have do you have to at least pick up the phone to um? to the record label to see what the rights are for the final countdown. Do you have to do that? I mean, sure. Just due diligence. Like, 
like I feel like you have to walk into the meeting saying I've already acquired the rights. My thing, like, is, <laughs> my thing is this, you know, wrestling tampering is way, way, way uh, more low stakes than like the NBA tampering. So it's like I'm sure Jericho has reached out, asked him what he's doing, that sort of thing, and then seen that or whatever else. Like everybody's friends with everybody, so you know. I don't think it'd be that hard for, for uh, Tony Khan to let it be known some shit that Daniel Bryan already knows. Like, oh, you want me to wrestle for you? Well, of course, I'm Daniel fucking Bryan. Like, I'm, like I, look, I'm humble, but I'm not a dumbass. Like, come on. So, um, you know, he can wrestle anywhere. He, he literally has, he can wrestle anywhere and anyone will take him. So it's up to him what he wants, really wants to do. If, if, if it comes down to, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a family man, and I need to stack this paper, then, you know, he'll go back to WWE. But if he, if he, you know, he always says, no, that's not, that's not the only place he can make big money though. Like that's true. But as big money, you think he's going to get like, how much money you think you got of this? Whatever he wants. (laughs) If he says, yeah, I'm going to AEW, Vince will like, he'll be like, all right, what do we need to do to make this not happen? Not be WWE. <laughs> like, like, what hey, number step, will it take? Like, no, I, it's not a number. Step down. Put Triple H in charge. So, like, it's it's so like, I think it's the most unexciting thing in the world. If you're a wrestling fan, like the the worst option is Daniel Bryan staying in WWE. The status quo either ch- or stays the same or gets worse. They're never gonna push him like above a certain level, right? Um. Of course, they've botched his whole career. But there's also the part. Where, but there's also the part where Daniel Brown all he wants to do is put people over anyway. So like, how much he don't is, know is good. Is, he don't know what's good for him. Yeah, like he's like he is basically like doing the same shit that like the young <laughs> the young bucks in the in the in Cody and Omega were doing the startup of Dynamite. But it's like, nah, bro, like you're too big for us to actually buy that shit. In WWE, their fan their fans would be like, yeah, he's just not good no more. He just keeps losing these matches. Yep, he's washed. He's washed up. You know, he, just the way people talk about him, like they they hate him. Like they're hardcore. It's like they're just tired of him. Like I'm like, look, man, y'all gotta like, damn Brian. Whatever you do, don't go back. This is the, this is the chance you've been waiting for. Look, you, you look, look, this. you look, damn Brian. You've been waiting for. Uh, you know, you've been talking all this noise, all these interviews, all these years. Well, let's fucking see it. <laughs> this man finna go back for this check, man. I'm not finna, I'm not falling for it. I'll believe it. Similar to when day when I said it at WrestleMania, or like Royal Rumble, not Royal Rumble, what the fuck? Um, Summer 2013. I will not believe it until I see this man beat John Cena and he's holding the belt. I am not going to believe Daniel Bryan is leaving WWE until he's somewhere else on someone else's television. I'm just not buying it. I'm not doing it. We ran through it. Look, look what they put that man through. That man thumped through all the hoops to get his career back. And he's and re-signed up that they fucked with him this whole time. I'm not finna, I'm not finna buy that he's oh, that he's going gonna to leave now. He could have he been left. I think there was some type of deal like, you know, he completed his eight year, three year contract recently. So they kept rolling his time over. Like, I don't think this was like such a willing, like I'll like willingly resign. 
Like his mid like, like, like two thousand eight and some shit. Yes. Like this man, like <laughs> this man was like, man, I ain't got the money to fight WWE in court. I'll just resign. Like you know, and they're gonna keep adding to his time anyway. It's amazing that the clock even ran out on the contract. I don't know how that happened. Oh man. Yeah, I'm I'm just not buying it, bro. Like you know, like, like bro, Daniel Bryan started working them dates off in like what 2016 when he came back to be GM for SmackDown. Yeah, yes, like it's taking him five years to work his dates. Long. No, man, like he resigned, like and in, like, a resign. He resigned like 2018 or some shit, right? Or 2019, 18 or 19, he resigned. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's like after he went through all that shit, he still resigned. It's like what makes you think that he like this is what he wants. This this is what this is what he chose. This is what he prefers. So it's like if he wants to stay there, fine, no problem to him. Like when he has his great match, his great matches, I'll I'll download them and then I'll pull them up and I'll watch them off Peacock or wherever else. So there's no problem for me. Um, I do that with everybody else. It's like I and I really enjoy this in WWE. It's like I'm not watching y'all. Sh- I'm not watching y'all programs, but like I watch pay per view. And if there's a match that I hear word of mouth on, I'll go get it and I'll go watch it and I'll enjoy it and be like, damn, I, th- I, I this is just icing on the cake for me. Like I, I expect nothing from WWE as far as quality wrestling but at this point anymore. If, if you roster. want to be relevant to the pro wrestling scene, Daniel Bryan, you can you can you can change history right now, Daniel Bryan. Is Total Bella still in production? Who I I don't know I don't I don't I, follow. I, I'd imagine if that would kind of give us a, more of an indication one way or the other if if it was or not or was not because I don't think he would like fuck up Breeze situation. I think this kind of, I feel that's a big reason why a lot of us felt like he resigned last time it was like Breeze still like really entrenched in this company. I can't do that to her. Well, she's in she's in the Hall of Fame now. Can't look yeah, that's forever. Let, let's, that's yeah, forever and it's not as a Hall of Fame. That's forever. Yeah. Let's go ahead and um, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> um, MJ does PR also says, let me ask this properly, LOL. Uh, how would you feel about an AEW juniors division? What was the question? He said, How would you feel about an AEW junior division? I feel like it's not needed because everybody's size of a junior already. That's a, look, there's a reason why it is an AEW world title, not the world heavyweight title. They know. Really, I, I I never. It's not never a heavyweight title. Together. It is an AEW World Title. They know. They know. They know not to put World Heavyweight on there. What? Fucking Darby's gonna be the champion at some point in the next five years. Heavyweight champion at one hundred and forty. Get the fuck out of here. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I never knew how it was officially listed like that. So yeah, no, um, focus. Yeah. They, they know. They know. Orange Cassidy, yeah, I don't, World I, Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm not. I'm not with the junior stuff. Uh, you got to have. I think you. I think that's another layer of scouting to have. Like another, like, hey, you gotta, you gotta call these dudes juniors when, like, you're looking at like people that ain't gonna be juniors that are all over the roster. Um, I think. What is this? Is like uh, I think New Japan has this like. Remember when the junior division usually is dope in New Japan is when you have a bunch of imports yep. going against the Japanese guys. And then yep. when you took all the imports out, even Hiromu just by himself, just like a Herculean effort, like the juice was, was out of that, like already squeezed, like out of that. So yeah, like, like you that's can, Super Juniors last year was not nearly as good as it was in previous years. Yeah. So like 
I think, you know, like you're talking about your Mexico guys, you're talking about your uh, Americans. I I think you just let people wrestle each other personally here and see what you get. Because, I mean, yeah. you can take somebody like Dante Martin from Top Flight, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and, and build around him, right? But it's like, just why why even stick the junior stigma on him? So, yeah. I mean, um, we already have, like, we kind of already have that with not to say that like, cause Darby's balling right now and Darby's doing very well, but like that's what the TNT title is. And like, that's the reason why they put Cody as the inaugural champion to kind of shake off the misnomer that it's a mid card, lower, lower than belt. And like, even, even had Cody out here lying and, and on the, on the stump on the, sorry, on the, uh, campaign stump talking about how like, this is a belt that's equal to it, even though like, we're not fucking morons. So like, yeah, like the ace belt, as he said. Oh, yeah, he did say, yeah, you are not Remember the that? ace, Darby. I am the ace. I'm sorry. You're holding the TNT title. I thought the ace is John Moxley. What the fuck are you talking about, Cody? Anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah like, my ass. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily needed. Like, if you just want to have, like, a, if you, if you want to do some, like, cool thing where you get, like, all of the, you know, I don't know, X Division Junior type builds and have some type of, you know, thing then I think you could do it, but I don't think it needs to actually have a belt attached to it. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, um, what? what? I, ahead, and speaking of Darby, it looks like Darby may be coming off the belt this week. Uh, he's going to be defending against Miro. Uh, I think Miro's going to run through him like a hot knife through butter. You think it's going to be like um, the uh, Brody and Cody thing? He's. It may be worse. It'd be like <laughs> Psycho Sid, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, shit like that. Beat oh, my fuck God, out he's going to kill Sting. Yes. He's gonna have a heart attack. Oh shit! Oh man! Oh my god! Um, no, I think he's gonna beat the shit out of Darby, beat him for the belt, and Miro's off to the races. And I think Darby's like, um, I think Darby's the greatest TNT champion ever at this point. Um, I, you know, late, late, later, matches down. This guy is like done big business. All these main events, uh, silver, um. Who else did he run it with? Uh, it was like Silver. Orange. Did he face Orange Cassidy? I don't remember, but I'll he had like. I remember that if he did. Um, yeah, you know, he had like one, he had, he had three or four. Hardy. He had um, he had one with Jungle Boy recently. Yep. Um, Scorpio Sky. Others. Yeah, that's right, Scorpio Sky. That's right, definitely yep. Scorpio Sky. That's when he turned heel after he beat him. Um. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's when Scorpio Sky turned heel after Darby beat Scorpio. Um. Yeah. I mean, he did a good job. And like, you know, it's a it's a workhorse belt. That's how they've set this up between uh, the babyface that have been that have held it so far. So yeah. Um. So he's gonna come off it, but I, I, you know, he may be getting the elevation sooner than we think. So yeah. Uh, never know. But um. I mean, shit. Look, I mean, we were talking about Orange Cassidy as you know, as that's a goofy uh pay per view title contender like dude if they had if, if this was darby instead of uh orange cassidy that's gonna be fighting omega i'd be fucking like yes put them two psychopaths in the ring and watch them try to kill each other sure why not i'm i'm with it but orange Cassidy so, is not or is not uh darby he's not look so so once darby drops this i think we gotta start this conversation because i don't know if anybody's having it um, the race between Hangman Page and Darby Allen to get to Kenny, and let's see it because um, I think. <laughs> look, you asked me, 
I think Hangman's got a long way to go um, to get there. He may have a Team Taz detour, but I think I don't think it's such an easy like open and shut case. Hangman's the guy to to go get Kenny. Like used to be maybe you got to look so at much. maybe you got to look at Darby just how well Darby's done for himself. Yeah. So something like that. So and like it, it's cool because they have something that I don't think WWE has like around the universal title is like baby faces on the horizon that you might believe in <laughs> that can actually fucking like threaten the champion because they're booking for that. Like, I remember, Oh, I can't remember how long ago it was. I think it was might been right before. I think this is like right as Kenny won or as, as like they were going to that December pip or uh Moxley and Kenny match for the belt. And it was like, this, this could be it. And this is it. Then like, all right, Omega beats Moxley. It would be only right, and it will make sense if Hangman followed that up, and then it would make sense for MGF to get it right there, and then it makes sense for Warlord to, to topple MGF. And we're like, look how we just laid this out, and all of that makes sense in tracks. Things have mm-hmm. changed a little bit. Like um, Hangman, obviously, you, you talk about this often or almost every week. It's like he was really hurt by no crowd. Um, crowd comes back. Changes changes the calculus on this. Like he might get hot again. Um, yeah, got to start drinking a lot more beer and, and, and whiskey. But you know, um, yeah, like, but it's set up like those are you know, Darby is now in the mix now that he's been a TNT champion as a babyface. Top one makes sense. Um, so yeah, like they have options. So like you said, like that's really the thing. Like you just got like it, once you make a heel champion. You got to have somebody in mind to top them. Like when they did the Jericho thing, they already knew they had the Moxie thing in the bag. Like, <clears throat> I guess we got to talk about it at this point. Cause I saw, I saw Lance Storm and Alvarez have a discussion about, um, the forgiveness level of AEW fans compared to, uh, uh WWE. Oh God, fans. Lance Storm was like unbearable on that, on that shit. I, I only, <laughs> I didn't listen to the whole thing. I only saw like the clip on YouTube. Cause I, I've been so far behind yeah. it. I haven't seen it, but, um, he, the point that I th- he had a point about how like the unsanctioned like stipulation as far as like booking in the future is a cop out because well, as far as in terms of uh, the Britt Baker thing because Moxley beat Omega at full gear in that lights out match and even though it was a match that did not count towards the records who was number one contender the second it happened after afterwards it was Moxley because he beat fucking Kenny Omega even if it didn't count. Um, whereas you look at the Britt Baker and, Th- and Thunder Rosa thing, like Thunder Rosa won that match. Britt Baker wins a match on TV, wins one match on TV, and then like beats like four or five or six or seven or eight or maybe even twenty people off Dynamite, and she's number one contender. It's like okay, if you say so. Um, I think the timing's right for her, but I don't think like the actually, you know, I don't I, the work as far as how they did that is like all right, y'all did it off screen, cool, whatever. Um, but like. He does have a bit of a point as far as that, but I'm just saying, like, I forgot how I even got to this point, but just saying, like, they'll, they got to figure out, they got to kind of be consistent when it comes to the unsanctioned thing. Like, if these big unsanctioned matches are unsanctioned, then, like, you can't use that to propel somebody and then, like, on one instance, then, like, the fucking loser gets propelled on the aftermath later on, later. It's just, it was weird what they did with Britt. It just was. I- I feel like the ground is later. Britt wins to like do another show match. She she already has a match made with Thunder Rosa. Like you walk right into that. Sorry, so no, like she, I don't know what he's talking. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. It's like they they beat you know 
before you put the belt on somebody, you have somebody beat them so you have a match to walk into. Like that's like common booking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the thing for me is just like you're doing it you're doing it the NXT way. We're like you're doing like you're doing the big fucking blow off match and then you're gonna when the plans on doing another match it's gonna be like this the stakes are even or the stakes are not gonna be as high. Like I well They'll be this time before belt, but it's like oh, the belt will be on the line. The belt be on the line, but it's like, oh, but that's the same thing you did with um the chomping Gargano thing. Like they had a match for they had a match, an unsanctioned match for Johnny Gargano's NXT career, and then the next match was for the belt, and then the next match of that was for the belt again. It's like you de-escalated the stakes as opposed to like load them up, like in, in like it, you know it all comes down to how well you actually execute this stuff, but it's like. I don't know if that was the best use of doing it. Like, especially if they're going to, you know, feud again in like two months or have another match mm-hmm. again in two months. It's like, all right, well, how are they going to, I don't think they're going to fucking top that match ever again. Let's say do another rule, another stunt match. Got to move the game forward. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think you immediately walk into like, Britt Baker wins the belt. She's ducking Thunder Rosa, whose last time everybody knows whooped her ass, even though it didn't count. And this time it's going to count, and it's going to be for this fucking belt. And that's where you go with it. And a regular rules match after they bust each other. Sure, why not? Beat me without, uh, you know, champion's advantage, heel. You can can't get DQ. Yeah, you know. Um, what else we got? So Jeremy says, please discuss Kerwin White. <laughs> so I had always heard of Kerwin White. I knew it was Chavo Guerrero. I knew the pretense of the gimmick. I had never actually seen the video of it. Uh, and I believe this was James like cold turkey introduction into it the yeah, other day. No fucking idea. So Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, man. So I saw a vignette where he was talking about Shelton Benjamin. It was like Shelton Benjamin is not white, and because, and because he he's not Shelton white, Benjamin, he's not right. No, no, no. Yes, that's part of it. But he's like, <clears throat> he pulls up in a golf cart. He says, "I am, I am Kern White, and I am one of you. I represent middle. I, I, I." I yeah, I, I represent, I think, middle America or middle class American uh, beliefs, which is like Value. all the code for white. We get you. We get you. We get what you mean. You're about to sell us a gun there, Chavo. So he then goes on to say that, like, you know, that, uh, you know, that American, especially the Tidewater area is racist, which I, which I, I fucking howled because, like, yeah, Tidewater, isn't that, isn't that where they had the Allen Iverson trial? So, um, then he moves on to talk about Kurt Angle has some match with, with uh, Shelton Benjamin and talked about Shelton Benjamin being a great athlete, but he's not one of us. And I was like, what? So then yeah. he goes on and he actually he just flat says it. He's, he looks dead in the camera. And he like you can see the enunciation on his lips and, and on and off his tongue. He says, Shelton Benjamin is not white. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like what the fuck is going on here yo what 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 how did this make air how did i get cut off and 
then he says something else and he's like toodaloo and he walks off and i was like yo what how why how did they do this how and why or why and how just 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 bad um i saw that and i was like man this is just after it's like 2004 or some shit i think if i'm not mistaken so you know like it's not exactly like not that long ago so like what the fuck is this like um more bad ideas this this company's like been bereft like like i don't know how like like you talk about setting the business back and like just like yo man i i was i had a you know i was of an altered state when i watched this who is this supposed to draw i had a couple beverages when i when i was watching this i have no idea james uh who was supposed to draw you know my you know i'm asking this right it's like anytime you have anybody even like get close to accusing the white audience of racism or white supremacy they they just flock away from it in droves like they don't care like you're not going to get heat off them by calling them racist they just don't, don't turn off like this happened with Smoky Mountain with New Jack New Jack's cutting those incredible promos people stopped watching because they were like this isn't heat for me this is go away heat I'm not you're not you're white fragility does not allow for them to put up with that they would just they would, they would just disengage and shut down and like am I wrong here Shoot, you just remind me I got to do my my yearly watch of the New Jack promos. Oh Jesus Christ! So anyway, like so for them to do that is like I mean obviously I don't know if they you know Vince don't give a fuck about Smoky Mountain but like I see that's something like yo how did this not kill how does not ki- hurt them tremendously how did this not get written up and like you know like people like covered this and like yo what the fuck is going on or maybe it was just like oh just low rent ass wrestling as usual. JML says, piggybacking off Jeremy, what's the most offensive gimmick you have seen in oh wrestling? God. <sighs> most offensive wrestling. <sighs> I feel like we've done a show about this a long time ago. Yeah, I'm sure um, we have too. Um, I mean you got I mean you got Piper showing up, was that WrestleMania was that nine or seven? No seven, six. Six with, with half blackface on. Yeah, um, you got um, you got one man. I mean, you got a uh, one man gang dressing up Hakeem. as um, Hakeem the African, Akeem the African Dream. Um, yeah, you got you got P- you got Slick the Pimp. Um, you got the you got you got Kai and Ty and Mr. Yamaguchi cutting off um, Val Venus or trying to cut off Val Venus's penis with a samurai sword. Um, you this one I didn't forget this I remember when it fucking happened I, I was like I can't believe they did this they had uh, one time maybe like a year or two ago they had a street a musical instrument street fight with Cesaro Braun Strowman Nakamura and I think it was Elias and they had Nakamura go to give the, the, the Bumaye knee to somebody and they ducked out the way and this man put the knee through a fucking gong and that bitch rang off I did not forget that fucking thing I was like yo this is that is there is no way that that was not intentional and there is no way that you fuckers should get away with this but y'all but but I see it and I'm like yo y'all y'all are terrible people um, Yo, let's see. You got, I mean, you got LWO say, and all, you got LWO on the lawnmowers, or was that Los Guerreros on the lawnmowers? Can't remember. Los Guerreros, I yeah. believe. 
or Hooventude. Uh, it was Hooventude and like Super Crazy and those okay. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Saba Simba for me is just like oh, beyond wow. the fucking pale. That's like I think the yeah, worst. That, that's that's way up there. That's way Saba way Simba up like there. real bad. Who's gonna do a Umar Johnson gimmick? That's what I want to know, you know. So, so someone, you know, you know, you know, get get one of the one of the black indie wrestlers on on, on the line. I, you I know, mean, tell them. I mean, you could say who was going to do Doctor Umar Johnson gimmick, or you could say like, uh, when are we going to say that Doctor or Doctor? I can't believe I called this man Doctor Umar Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> or we're gonna say that Umar Johnson is basically doing a revamped uh, Farouk, Farouk Assad uh, gimmick from like yeah. nah man that man was talking about that man was a black nationalist and like Umar's a black nationalist too uh, Kamala from Deepest Darkest Africa oh, Jesus Christ um, Virgil um, was a slave obviously oh my god um I mean, Let's you see. also got, you also got uh, what was it um, uh, what were their fucking names? They had Eugene. Sorry, as a Eugene. Oh, that, that they had offensive. that man playing like he was slow. Yeah, they, that was offensive. They had um, they had our our two Puerto Rican brothers, um, Epico and Primo, dress up as Spanish uh, bullfighters. Or Mexican bullfighters. True. Um, that, on many levels, that yeah, is just... Yeah, that is like, oh, y'all speak Spanish, so therefore, put throw these on. What the fuck? Um, let's see what else we... I mean, Sergeant Slaughter, Iraqi sympathizer. <laughs> yeah. That, that's way up there. It, like, that shit was so bad, and like, they, they lie and talk about how that was a bomb threat, so why they went to a smaller venue. Like, okay. Um, yes, abject failure. Yeah, uh, um, you man. know, Muhammad Hassan. They have with the terrorists and shit. Just poor taste. Yeah, that was awful. I, I think for me, Saba Simba is like the really like just as bad as it gets. Yeah, it's way up there. I mean, you got Vince on. You got Vince telling, calling, you know, calling John. This is white man John Cena a nigga, and then like in the backdrop, oh yeah, that's Charmel and Booker too. T, and they're like, "You said what?" Okay. Uh, oh, you I mean, you also, got Michael, about you also got Michael Cole when he was out here calling for long as he was calling uh, John, or Mark Henry the silverback of the WWE. That's really bad. That's fucking awful. Um, the best part about the Saba Simba thing, there there are no the good best parts. Part? Ro- Excuse me. Look, 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 and there are no good parts. Um, is like Piper's on commentary, and he's like, "That's Tony Atlas." Like <laughs> Vince is like, "Oh, that's Saba Simba." Like, yeah, it's uh, it's just bad. I mean, you, I mean, you got Jesse, you got Jesse the Body Ventura forever because he was calling um uh he was calling Pedro was it Pedro Morales? No, Tito Santana. He's calling Tito Santana. Uh, like he was calling that man Lakuka Rasha and, and 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 all types of like like just fuckery. Yeah, man. Call I think it's called jumping beans and shit too on commentary. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Um, racism, a, a one stop shop, you know. Yeah. In, in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think. Remember, what Jeff, remember Jeff, Jeff Jarrett's gimmick was he was beating women. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember he, was it 
Was it Moolah he bashed over the head with the guitar? Or was it Mae Young? It was Moolah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. She was like, I, you know, I'll whoop your ass. And he's, and he's like, oh, really? Yeah, he, I got something for you. Right over her dome with that shit. I would say She might have been right. I would say R.I.P., <laughs> but I don't really mean it. Um, so, I'm trying to think what else you have. I mean, remember, I mean, Jesus Christ. He had Trish on fucking uh, hands and knees barking like a dog for fuck's sake. In her in her in her uh, bathing suit or lingerie. Yeah, all this shit come back to Vince. I'm like goddamn. I mean, it's almost um, he's the Artur of this, and these are the things he these are the things in his fucking mind. Yeah, he had May Young give birth uh, to a fucking hand. Chief um, J Strongbow, not actual Indian. Yes, yeah, this red face. Um, which I mean, that's not he's not the only one that did that. I mean, I, a lot of chiefs. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else, what else we got on here. I mean, it, it, the list can go for fucking ever, bro. It really could. It really could. Uh, oh, um, here's one that comes to mind. Remember when he had Mark Henry back when they were, you know, they were pissed off at Mark Henry that he was making, that he got, you know, that money and he wasn't living up to whatever they thought of the money they were paying him when they were having to do all that degrading stuff, like the Mayang thing. Remember when he was, uh, you know, sexual chocolate and all of a sudden he ran into a woman, um, yes. that was transsexual and he was like, Oh my God! You got, you got, you got a penis. Sweet Jesus! Sweet Jesus! You got a penis. Yeah, I can't yeah, even remember yeah. that word. I remember that line? That specifically, yeah, like it's just ridiculous. Um, how could I not? <laughs> oh, how about like the fucking Jack Swagger? We the people shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Years man. ahead of time was trying to tell us something. It was years ahead of time. We were calling that shit out in real time on the show. We were talking about like this man has a gas and flag. This man is xenophobe. They're setting him as his heel for, and that's the reason why he ended up being Randy Orton in that Helen or the Lemonade Chamber to set up that match so he can get to Babyface Del Rio to try to you know make a boogeyman or whatever else. Like Jesus Christ, yeah. that was awful. WrestleMania twenty nine, just ass, absolute ass. How the fuck is that? Their fr- how the fuck is that the Shield's first WrestleMania and it stinks. <sighs> All right. Um, they got no idea what to do with them. Trying to think, what what other nonsense? I mean, this wasn't necessarily offensive, but it was something that I thought about recently. Uh, you know, we were actually talking about. Uh, uh, I almost called him Doctor again, Umar fucking Johnson, and like I had decided to pull up the the video of when um, Big E and AJ were gaslighting Caitlyn. And I was gonna have I was gonna chop the video of when Big E had Caitlyn and and tipped her and tilted her back and then just dropped her and I was gonna have some cut up and then cut to Umar Johnson a picture of Umar Johnson smiling or something like that I I, I decided not to put it together but I, but I was like it came across my mind of him just throwing her to the ground and then a laugh track and then Umar Johnson smiling as a meme I think Big E I think I think Big E could pull off an Umar Johnson gimmick How about he doesn't. Oh, oh my God! Speaking of Big E, fucking Apollo. Oh yes, the homie coming yes, out here with a spear course. out of nowhere. The man's from fucking Atlanta. What? Like, look, they're, yeah. they're absolutely are they're Nigerians. They ain't got none of Atlanta. those in Zone Six. That's in the show. Be sure to write us some reviews. I got one more question. I can't. We got one more question. I'm not seeing no brothers in his own forward spear. <laughs> I ain't never heard T.I. rap about that. Oh, 
you know, you know I ain't never, I ain't never heard Young Drew talk about. You know, I was with the spear and the, you know, and the uh, something about spear to color of aluminum. Like I ain't, oh, I ain't hear nothing. <laughs> the spear to color of aluminum. What? <laughs> I ain't never heard nothing about that. Shows careened off the fucking rails. Yeah, actually, oh. wait—is he from? Is is wait, is is uh is Uha from Atlanta or is he from uh or is he from Stone Mountain? I mean, close enough to where it makes no fucking close. difference. It is indistinguishable, yeah. really. Like, oh, you're oh you're from uh uh Marietta. It's like motherfucker, you are from North Central Georgia. You may as well just say you're from Atlanta. Save me my fucking time. Um, all one right. more question. JML says, says, how do you feel about Nas calling himself the Crypto Scarface in the new Cali record, and are you messing with the funny money, a.k.a. Crypto? Crypto. I believe there is money to make out of crypto. Um, Crypto's simple. Like, people think it's the funny money or whatever else, and it, it really is, but, you know, whatever it is that people value, if you can sell it, then it is, then it's real, right? Like same thing with art. Like it's subjective. Like what holds value is not up to you. It's what the person that wants to buy it holds it for. Um, I believe that the future kind of depends on cryptocurrency becoming a thing or something like it. Like the idea is, all right, we are wholly transferring value or goods or services for something and virtually and we want to do this without there being people that can fucking track it like as if we were selling dope for money like you can sell dope for money there's nothing you can sit there's nothing you can without crypto there's nothing that you can buy without banks going to this saying you bought this that, and the third not saying like i'm not pretending that like you don't that like uh everything that you get for crypto is for something legal, but just like real money, it needs to be able to where you can transfer stuff something back and forth, um without there being a paper trail. That's the reason why they call it. That's the reason why it's called paper trail. So, um, there's a there's absolutely I've actually seen a um a ATM for <clears throat> um Bitcoin. Sorry. I saw an ATM for Bitcoin in Orlando a couple of weeks ago. Interesting. Yep. Um, you know, like I just I just see it as um it's something that should exist. Will it exist as all of these mine all these mining places and everybody has their own or not everybody like all these different places have their own version of this thing? Nah, like I feel like we gotta figure out how to get this thing stabilized and get it um, regulated in a way. Um, I'm also worried that like one day the American government is gonna gonna look up one day and be like, "All right, enough, we're done with this," <laughs> and then like don't have no recourse but to pack that shit up. Um, so uh, you know, like I'm 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 of two minds with it. Like I think it actually does actually think it should exist, but will it exist as this? I don't know. Yeah. Even though um, we're now, like, now years oh, into this, like over a decade into this now. Yeah, I don't really know much about funny money. I always just hear about it being called the funny money. And right. if y'all got the funny money, that's cool that y'all got the funny money. If you but got the funny I, money, like like get it, and when that shit skyrockets, 
like sell it. Make sure it gets to the point to where like you're comfortable. Where if it goes up so many more percentage higher, you're not gonna be depressed that you only made X amount of money. You could have had two or three times X, but once you get out, make sure you out and don't go back. That's how I feel. That that sounds like a um like a dangerous game. Like it is, you know. So um, I wish I wish I had got into it earlier, and I so that I could have got out of it and been done. Uh, Nas calling himself the Crypto Scarface is um, quite interesting. Um, that may be the most interesting st- thing he said in the verse because I think he put the 52 stamp cent stamp on that and sent the uh, vocals in. Uh, he might have faxed the vocals in for all we know. Uh, same as same for Jay. Um, <laughs> Man, it's a Khaled album. I, you, well, you want my best verse for a Khaled album? That was the. I think that was no. I can't even see, look. Who knows what a lead single is anymore? But they did a video for this and all, like which was crazy. I didn't know that. So yeah, they did a. It looked like a like a major budget video. So um, they were promoting the album with that, I believe. So uh, hey, I, you know, these not the Nas Jay Z thing is are always dirty funny money because, clean. Yeah, DJ I think Khaled this is turning not, dirty money clean, man. Yeah. You want to go on a record about this? Oh, like, I mean, somebody uh, on Twitter said that, like, these DJ Khaled albums got to be a money laundering front. And I got a cousin that, like, likes to play dumb all the time. He's like, what does that mean? I was like, what the fuck do you think it means? How the fuck is he turning a profit making these albums all the year with his budget? He's not, what is he recouping? In the, in the, in the world of 360 deals... And he's the person is not even like you know a Calvin Harris or a Timberland. They could do you know uh, the sh- the was it what was the name of his albums? Um, Shock Therapy or or the uh, Calvin Harris albums or Swedish House Mafia. Where like I'm the producer, so I so I handle all the production, and then I just put artists on my records, and then like I push the records out there and I have half of the publishing on it, right? Because I produce the records. Beat Nova can't get published on this shit. He's outsourcing his beats to like the 808 Mafia into like, um, you know, T Minus and, and Boy Wonder and shit for, for years now. He's been doing this shit since like 2007, yeah, 2008. And I think he's filling out the albums. Like, he got dudes he's probably paying dirt cheap, like, to fill out the albums. Like, pretty but even much. still, how many favors can you ask of Jay Z, Kanye, Beyonce, Rihanna, Drake, Two Chains, uh, Rick Ross, Nas, Big I, I Sean, guess he Meek one, one Mill, a year. blah 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 blah, uh, Nipsey Nipsey when he's still around. Like, how many favors do you get from these level of stars that don't do nobody else no favors? Because they're too big to even owe anybody any favors. You know what I'm saying? Like. There, it's amazing. One, so, one day we're going to get a 30 for 30 on how, how he did this. So, you know, like, granted, um, you know, that whole thing of the Kumbaya thing is is, is real, but it's like, uh, as far as like getting, you know, we're killing most of these major rap beefs because the, you know, the idea is pro-black, we're trying to get this paper, the whole idea of this is a competitive business, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure, but it'd be better off if we're all rich. Like, cool, whatever. I don't care. But like the idea that these like superstar squads of talent keep coming back to help this one fucking guy out. And it's not like he's like Quincy Jones or 
Barry Gordy, where he like, yeah, man, Why I'm, the person, a- I'm the person that made you motherfucking famous. I'm the person that even gave you, like, hey. no, he's not that person. So why is there why is there not another person that's doing what Cal is doing if it's like successful the way it is? Like I think Funk Flex because it have can't like be. a, it's like it's like why hasn't there been like an alternative to Cal? Like Rich, DJ Cal is the first person to do this. Like and you know this. yeah I'm, DJ Clue yeah. yeah you obviously know this but I'm talking about like people yeah. are just listen like maybe people have forgotten but like. I remember them fucking case when Case like got his first uh, album out, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when I remember them Clue Professional uh, albums. I remember yep. like the Rough Rider volumes, volumes one, two, and the Funk Flex shit. Like he's not the first DJ to do this, and all the DJs stopped doing that shit at a certain amount of time. Why is it unfucking sustainable? He's managed to keep doing this, and he's gotten deals. Like he was running what Epic. Or was it Def Jam? I, I think that might be the difference. Like he was running Def Jam at one point, I thought, or or he was signed to Def Jam and he may have been and running another label. And then he moved to Epic. That's what happened. He yeah. was a Def Jam and then he left and then all of a sudden he started basically like running Epic's like black music division or, or some or got his own imprint there. It was like okay, so uh, it's gotta be some it, inside the industry favor type shit among the artists like or it's a money laundering front which is which is the joke yeah like this makes no sense written out on paper in any way shape or form other than this some scam to turn dirty money clean amazing like bro what album was it um, the album that had Shining, the Jay Z Beyonce Shining song, um, and it had the uh, I think it's Wild Thoughts on the, the Rihanna song with uh, with yeah, Bryce Tiller. That was like he had a he yeah, had a, a song he had a song on that on that particular album that had it was a Calvin Harris beat that had Jeremiah and Travis Scott on it. What? And this and this was like at the same exact time when Calvin Harris was dropping uh, his last album. So it's like because I think I got like, the keys on that album too. I think I think so. So it's like wait a second, you got basically a Calvin Harris, probably like a fourth single, on your fucking shit. He's not even yeah. involved in this little clique. Like this man is this man is not trying to get on urban radio. <laughs> this man is trying. This man is trying to end up on you know iHeartRadio. Just like you are, but like through a different means. Like, what is what's going on here? Man had Bieber on these shits. Yes. Before. Yes. Yeah. Has he had Post Malone on his shit? Yes. Post yeah. Malone's on his new shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. I'm pretty sure Ty Dallas has been on Khaled shit. Um, Floor Rider back in the day was on Khaled shit. Um, yeah, man. It, it's wild. Chris Brown's been all over it. Yeah, August Alcina. Um, Nikki, of course. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like got it, Cardi on there now. That's right. Cardi is on it. Had J Lo on it too. Shit, bro. You ever? I don't know if you got Meg, Megan on there too. Yeah, like nah, man. There's no way he's able he's to. Little baby on there too. You know, he's just he's just turned over. So yeah. he tried to create like this new wave of, of folks. Well, I mean, if this is that's how you're getting supposed in to, on the scam. This this is how you're supposed to do it in so, theory, even though no one he's the only person. So DJ Khaled turn around. DJ Khaled turn around more talented WWE. That's this is what you're saying, James? No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Make a new star? <laughs> no, um, that man is clearly uh, riding waves, and he has a status. So it's like, 
Hey, you know, I'm connected to this person, this person, this person, this person. Like, if you help on my shit, I can help you get some features. Da 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 da. And then like, oh, like six. Bro, he seven put Little Wayne on the intro. Talking? Is he rapping or are you talking? I don't know because I I think I I you think I skipped it? through the song. Is it yeah, a, oh, I, it's, a, it's a beat. It's not like silence where he's like, you know, <sighs> we started look, it, we started this in 2005 in Miami, and now we taking this global. You dig? I, yeah, <laughs> like bro, like like the Cal albums, bro. Like I be getting through like a minute on the song, and then just oh, like yeah. next, next. <laughs> oh, there's a, they got a song with the Migos and her, and they sampled the Shorty Low shit. It sounds like I want to stick something in my ears. Like, well, I can't remember. Was it the last album? I think it was the last album. He hit, they redid um, Outcast, Miss Jackson, and had Scissor Sing on. I'm like, the drums were fucked with me the whole time. Listen to it. Like, everything else sounds pretty close. Um, I think they're missing some. He got Justin Timberlake on this by itself. And then he always got the reggae song at the end of the album. Like, nobody's listening to that Don't shit, that. bro. Like, no, people do. People do. It's just, it's not, your, it's not your thing. And I mean, look, it's not my thing either, but like, I, 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 I Look, bro. If I, I have an affinity, I have an affinity. Hold on, I have an affinity, and I'm sure you have an affinity too for like the the dance hall stuff we got when we were, you know, like about a about 15 to 20 years ago. We had, like so like I'm never going to yeah. write that. I'm never going to like write that shit off outright. Like I'm just not going to do it. Um, also, I like Burner Boy, so there's also that too. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I, it's no way to explain this. I've never heard a good explanation for how this shit is sustainable. He's been doing this for over a decade now. He's been doing this for like close, close to 15 years now. He has 21 Savage and Justin Bieber on the same song. Why? <laughs> well, to be fair. Why? Like, to be fair, Justin Bieber's last album, he had fucking Quavo on a song. So it's like, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Travis Scott, you know, Bert, look, Biebs in the trap. Like, you know, and Bieber wants this. But you know, Bieber got dreadlocks now, right? Oh, yes, I, I I did see the. He the wants Bieber this. Yes. He wants this, man. Okay, so so something interesting <laughs> to note: got Cardi, got Megan, no Nicki on the album. Mm. Isn't Nicki dropping something soon? Apparently, like next week, possibly next week. Friday. I, J- yeah. J. Cole is on Friday. J. Cole's album's coming out, and I watched a documentary. Is Snow and the Bluff on it. <sighs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I, I would hope. That, right? I would hope not. That boy don't read. Um, yeah, like it seems like he's um he's tapped into something. Like he's really trying to go hard lyrically in it. Uh, there's like a 15 minute documentary put out today. I watched it. Pretty interesting. I might make a YouTube video with extended thoughts on it. But mm. uh, you know, thoughts. Um, but um, yeah. I, I I'm very hyped for that. So we'll see what what Cole's bring to the table quietly. J Cole turned 36 this year, James. I never thought about, it, but I knew he was older than me, so it makes sense. Yeah. So do you think he? Do you ever think he? Do you think he'll just like? How do you think his the end of his career goes, or do you think like this is going to be his standard? Like, oh, he's, he's planning it out in that documentary. He's talking about that. Um, he right. he said. Like now, what he's doing, like or the last couple of years, he was going through it to where, like, wow, this is where your favorite artists get comfortable, and then they fall off or whatever. He said, "Do I want to not exhaust every opportunity I have to peak creatively right now?" He was like, "I, I don't want to live with that, so I'm going to try to push myself like to be that much doper 
creatively before I put out like before it ends or whatever. And so I'm, when I'm not able to reach that level, like with a pen, I guess he's doing something called like the seven minute drill, like with a verse or whatever. I had never heard of that before, but sounds interesting. It's like, I guess he's taking seven minutes to write verses and he's like, you know, he's, he's in a whole different mode right now. I expect him to be rapping his ass off on this album. So we will see. Um, so I, but I think he'll, he'll bow out gracefully. He'll be like, yeah, I'm 40. And then like put out the fall off. I was thinking maybe like, you know, cause he's so isolated from everything in, in rap. Even while he's, Oh, he like, said he's not going to isolate himself anymore too. In the documentary. He's like, what do you mean? Like I, he's like, I can't look back and be like, man, I ain't work with nobody. So it sounds like he's going to have features in there. And that kind of explains like the feature run he's been on. But that's the thing about um, him being in such a, that's, that's a, yeah, that's what we get to. Like this thing what made it so weird is like, Oh no! I'll hop on your shit and fucking toast you, Twenty One Savage. But like, you on my shit? No, nah, no thanks. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll hop on the London that Raw has beat. You got a uh, thug, and I'll fucking destroy you. Like that's why I've always been like, huh? Interesting. Um, Calculated, hey, bro. It's so much easier to get on someone's song and just like of course. wreck it. There's no, there's bro, less, there's way less responsibility. You ain't you ain't gotta pay for nothing. Like you you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gotta pay all for nothing. All you gotta do is show all up. All you gotta do is show up. You ain't gotta worry about this and the third. All you need is the concept for what they're going for, and you just go up there and put up your put up your forty and leave. Bro, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like Eddie House, you know. You just get in the game, and if I'm fine in the game, like what I'm, what I'm here to, do, I gotta shoot. You the give me the Jordan ball, Clarkson. right? Yeah, the old Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, not this yeah. Jordan Clarkson. This is the new improved Jordan Clarkson that plays with the team concept. But that old Jordan Clarkson, he it makes to go for his always. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, but I just always thought that, like, given you know, he's changed his mindset. But like, given the way he was going, I thought he was gonna, you know, make some shit. And whenever he wanted to drop because he's big enough and then like, you know, do the tour stuff. And then like one day he was going to look up and he'd be like, damn, it's been three and a half years. I heard none from Cole except for that, you know, him marching or whatever else. And that's, that's really it. And you know, no one's really getting up on the ass. Any questions about what's in this project? He just like, looks like he just, maybe he'll drop something. And then like all of a sudden you look at uh, seven more years go by. Oh shit. He retired. We didn't, and we didn't even know. He just was done. <laughs> I, I figured that was kind of like what he was going for. I really did. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he puts out uh, some flame because I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to hear it. So, you know, yeah, man. but that's all, that's all I got. All right. Yeah, man. Um, I guess that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Uh, also, uh, go to uh, the Red Circle page and hit your boys up with a donation. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely appreciate that 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 one that was left. You you did not contact us. If you're here, show, reach out to me uh, with the dollar amount that you donated, and uh, I'll be back in contact with you. Yeah. Um, also, check out prowrestlingtees.com slash suplex and pick up some official social suplex merchandise. Um, new shirt is olds on top. It's fucking hilarious. Um, and check out the other shows on the network. We have this show, One Nation Radio. We have Keeping It Strong Style. Uh, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. We have Gorman Washes Shit. We have the Great Consequences Podcast. We have 8-Bit Suplex. We have Great Nash Generator. And we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.